Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. started. Welcome everyone. I'm your host Shannon Davis. Uh, God bless you for coming out tonight. Uh, this is a live broadcast. Uh, tonight's Wednesday, so that means Pastor James Mobley is on tonight. He is the pastor of the Called Out Assembly Church. He's got a new website. It's calledoutassembly.org. He's up in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Actually, uh, they're at 1370 West North Avenue, Melrose, Park, Illinois, 60160. The phone number is 708-446-9745. I got it right off the website. Praise God. Beautiful website. And I uh, want to welcome everybody back here tonight. I uh, want to give God the praise for what he did in pre-show. Shouts out to Sister Cheryl, who made a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. If she were to leave her body, she would be present with the Lord tomorrow. Praise God for her decision to, for Jesus Christ and the deliverance that uh, he has started in her life tonight. And uh, we're going to be bringing some meat of the word tonight. I love the Wednesday night show. Pastor James always comes out with some meat of the word. That's what we need. And then after the message, we're going to open up the lines. And if you need deliverance tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ is ready to meet you tonight wherever you're at and see you set free by the power of his shed blood. I also want to make another announcement. Uh, the, the new OmegaManRadio.com website is up and running. I actually worked on it uh, till about 9.30 this morning. I pulled it all nighter. You know, sometimes you just can't go to bed when you're on a roll. So I uh, got it fixed, and uh, the link should be working now. I invite everybody to check it out, sign up for the free mailing list. Uh, newsletter we'll be putting out, and uh, got some exciting things happening out there. Shouts out to all our friends. Let's get Pastor James on. Stand by. Here we go. Pastor James, how are you tonight, brother? I'm good, Shannon. I'm doing good. 
Oh, it's a pleasure to have you back on, brother. Would you like to open up tonight with prayer? It's it's it's, it's a real blessing to be able to come uh, and share God's word, and I'd just be glad to, Shannon. Thank you for having me again to share. Gracious Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we are so unworthy of all of the many blessings that you have abundantly poured out in our life. Father, if you uh, never did anything else for us but allowed your blood, your son's blood to be shed on Calvary Cross for our sins and drawed us through the love of Jesus to salvation, that would be enough to thank you forever for. But, Father, you have not stopped there. You uh, are doing, as your word says, a work in our life, and you would do it to the day of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you, O oh God, for everything that you are doing. Because without you, Father, we can do nothing. We we look to you tonight, and we ask you to look uh, on all that we are attempting to do. We pray that you would direct us, that you would lead us, and that you would guide us in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray as we rebuke and bind the strong man over this nation, over the world, and over every city, over every individual. We pray that you would dispatch angels over every era, O oh God, to fight and battle, to keep this enemy in check. Don't let him him to block or stop anyone that needs to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hear the word of deliverance, be directed, minister to in any way. Father, we pray that you, O oh God, Father, would do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can think and act in ministering to the needs of your children. Oh, God, we pray that walls of fire will be put between all the enemies that would try to stop him a block. We pray that walls of light and walls of darkness, oh, God, that will minister blessing to your children, oh, God, while the enemy be stopped. We rebuke and bind any wicked spirit that will try to interfere. Anything that will try to cause distraction, we rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every curse, heck, sex, spell, jinx, psychic, powers, bewitchment, voodoo, who do anything, oh God, that would be sent against those that are trying to get to the place where they need to get to to stop uh, uh, those enemies would try to stop them. Father, we pray that you stop those demons. And Father, we pray that you exalt your children tonight and bring them out with a mighty stretched out hand. We look to you, oh God. You rule in the kingdom of darkness, in the a kingdom of the heathen. And, oh, God, we pray that you would keep him in his place, Father. We pray that you would shake your sword at him tonight so that he will free, oh, God, and will not interfere with what you want to do tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, and we pray your blessings upon this program, upon Shannon, and upon all of the listeners tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be able to share the word of God again. The Bible says the interest of the word give light, give understanding to the simple. And as I say all the time, the word of God is one of the only things that is going to shine bright enough for us to see our way through these old dark, dark, wicked times that we're living in. And also we need the word so that we can desperately get back on track. Everywhere, pretty much, when you see that God's people had gotten off like in Nehemiah's day, Nehemiah's day and others that had uh, uh, things had deteriorated in that day and gotten off track, 
it was the word of God. They would read the word of God and preach the word of God so that God's people could get back on track. Even Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, when he would go into places, he would teach them, he would instruct them so that they could get back on track and get their life back right with the Lord. Uh, this evening, we're going to talk about fighting the enemy. You know, there's a lot of talk about fighting the enemy, but we want to talk about this real fight and the need of this real fight, the enemy, because he's doing everything he can, as the word of God say, to steal, kill, and to destroy. And anybody that are trying to steal from me and my household or my loved one, you know, I want to try to put some blocks in his way. I want to try to stop him. I don't want any man, woman, boy, or girl to be hurt and destroyed. So we need to learn how to get on board with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and begin to fight this enemy. I mean, really fight, not so-called fight, but really fight this enemy. Every believer, according to God's word, are called to the battle to fight the enemy. Pastors are called, every one that are in leadership, whether it's in the home or wherever, every man, one boy, girl is called to battle this enemy. Uh, over 2,000 years ago, the Lord from heaven, our Lord, the captain of our salvation, he, he declared war on this enemy. Now, all through the word of God, if you just take a real good look at the word of God, Sometimes go and begin to search out in the scripture just how much the word of God had to say about fighting. You probably would look at most of the books in the Bible. If you look every every uh, uh, book, you will find that there's there is much about fighting this enemy. And today we know that sometimes the church even talk about fighting the enemy, but is we really fighting this enemy. I mean, according to the word of God, we need to fight. We are up against a deadly enemy, and we need to be able to fight. Uh, he declared war, as I said. Our Lord declared war against Satan and demons and his kingdom. Uh, uh, and we need to be aware of that. We need to get in this battle and begin to fight this enemy. Uh, in the book of John twelve thirty one, he says, Now is the judgment of this world uh, and the prince and the prince of this world shall be cast out. The enemy need to be cast out, brothers and sisters. The Lord wants this enemy to be destroyed. Mark sixteen seventeen tells us that these are the signs that follow them that believe in my name, they cast out devils. We need to cast this enemy out. And not only the word of God talked about, we need to cast this enemy out, but uh, 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 and St. Pastor's description talks about those that are not with me or against me. We need, to, we need to get with the Lord's program and really stand and fight and battle this enemy and deal with him. As uh, the Apostle Paul, if you want to turn there, in the book of Second Timothy chapter 4. Now, this was a man that was a good example in pretty much every way. I mean, when you look in the word of God, there were, uh, there were other great men that just 
just was such a blessing uh, 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 to me in the word of God. But as I look at this this man, Paul, he said, I labored more abundantly than them all. And you can see what he went through, the persecution and, and, and all that he went through for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he also, as he was getting ready to leave off the scene, some of Paul's last words to the minister that he was leaving, one of the ministers that he was leaving in charge was Timothy. And, and, and these were, I believe, important. You know, when I'm getting ready to leave, I want to leave uh, 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 reminding my loved ones, my children, uh, those that are in the church, uh, some things that are very important. And he says in the book of Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6, he said, I'm ready to be offered up. The time of my departure is at hand. I'm ready to be offered up. He said, I have fought. I have fought a good fight. In other words, this man was a fighter. He said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. In other words, he didn't stop. He started fighting, and he never stopped. Well, you said, who is he trying to fight? Who is he fighting against? Well, the word of God tells us in First John chapter 3 and 8, he said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the work of the devil. Now, I mean, if we don't see the enemies at work today, right in the middle of the believers, even in the church, unfortunately, uh, 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 we we don't really have a spiritual insight. We are not being able to really perceive and understand and uh, 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 read God's word and see what he's saying. You know, because, I mean, you can see that this enemy is at work right in the middle of the believers today. Yes, as he was in Jesus' day, you know. Uh, but Jesus said, I fought a good fight. I mean, uh, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, this man, as he was getting ready to go off scene, he said, I'm ready to be offered up. You know, I'm ready to leave. I have fought, and now I have finished. I have kept the faith. I read over in the book of Acts a few weeks ago, uh, but I want you to turn back there again, Acts chapter 20. Just laying a little foundation for this message. Acts chapter 20 and verse 25. Uh, now, this is Paul as he was uh, talking about leaving. He's getting ready for his departure out of the earth. He knows his time was short and whatnot, but he mentioned in verse 5, he said, And now, behold, now, behold, I know that ye among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God. I have preached the kingdom of God to you. You shall see my face no more. You that I has preached the kingdom, remember what it said, the kingdom, will see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from all, from the blood of all men. In other words, there was no blood going to be on his hand because he had preached the gospel. He had preached the kingdom of God. He had, well, this next verse was kind of uh, 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 summing up. He said, for I has not shone to declare unto you all of the counsel of God. In other words, he said, I have not shone to give you all of the advice, 
executing uh, God's will, uh, 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 the will of God. In other words, I, I have advised you of all that the will of God stands for, all that he wanted you advised of. He advised them of all of the things that the Lord wanted him to advise them. And you know, as he talks about here, the king, he preached the kingdom of God. Now, that is deliverance. When you hear they're talking about the kingdom of God, that includes the deliverance ministry. And if you know anything about the deliverance ministry, when you begin to uh, preach the kingdom of God, you're going to receive some opposition, demons going to manifest, and you're going to have to cast them out or just walk away and leave them or something. But, but that is talking about the kingdom of God. Turn right back to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4, a very familiar passage of Scripture here. Jesus had called uh, uh, the disciples and whatnot, and just as he called them, verse 23, he said, And Jesus went into all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the kingdom of God. Jesus went into, went into, went into their synagogue. He went about all of Galilee, and, and he was teaching. In other words, he was preaching. He was preaching in their synagogue. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. And, 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 and he said, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now, that word uh, healing means therapeutic, means uh, to heal, to bring safely to. Some people think that just because they read in the word of God that that was ministering, even from Jesus, that all the problems that people had were just taken care of immediately. Now, some were. Some miracles was wrought. Some was just healed immediately. But there was some, as he say, he healed them. That means the Lord brings safely to. In other words, to preserve, to maintain a, a, a process of cueing. And, and, and he said all manner of diseases that were among the people, and his fame went went fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people and all that were taken with diverse diseases and torment and those that were possessed with devils and those which were lunatics and those that had pulled and he healed them. You may say, well, why do you guys keep pointing these things out? Well, one of the things the Bible says, faith comes by hearing that by the word of God. We need to point out the truth about this error. One of the reasons why, because it's been left alone. Nobody really bothered with it. Most leaders just kind of skip over these, these passages. The, the Word of God says in the book of Luke, chapter 10, chapter 11, and verse 20, 20, and let's turn it there right quick. He tells us in the Word of God a little bit more about this kingdom. He says, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. See, if you, if you begin to cast out devils, you're going to really recognize where the real fight is at. This is where the real struggles. When the Lord began to open up my eyes to the deliverance ministry and I began to preach the word of God, then I began to uh, 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 hear the enemy cry out. Not every time I preach, but there's been many, many times the enemy said, shut up, and began to curse and swear and scream and throw things and spit and do all kinds of things to try to stop. The enemy hates it. When we begin to expose his kingdom, he's going to fight with everything he got to try to stop and hinder. 
But Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God comes upon you. Now, I mean, what better thing can one have other than salvation after you receive salvation than have the kingdom of God coming into their life? Why why not? Why do not all of the believers want this kingdom in their life? And if we cast these spirits out of our life, he said, uh, 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 the kingdom of God comes in. Well, he said, this is done by the finger of God. Well, back in the book of Exodus, chapter 8 and 19, as the magician was trying to stop or show that they were able to do the same thing that Moses was doing back there to try to stop or hit or block or shut down what the Lord wanted to do. The, the, the word of God said the magician, the magicians and, and, and whatnot, the sorcerer, when God began to manifest his power as he fought this enemy, they said, this is the finger of God. But it's when we began to attack this enemy and he began to attack back, it's when the finger of God began to be put on this enemy. These are the only time I really see that the finger of God was manifested when he was kicking and trying and not trying to but destroying the work of the enemy. And I love it when I see the finger of God at work, destroying and overthrowing and defeating the enemy at everything that he does. But let's read on. Uh, verse 21, he said, when a stronger man arm, when a strong man arm keepeth his places, his goods are in peace. Brothers and sisters, this enemy has just come in the church and he have done so much, he have done so much harm. He have wrecked so many lives, caused so many hurts and pain. And it's time for us to rise up and begin to fight and, and, and no longer allow this enemy to be at peace. No longer allow him to really destroy life. Now, I know some of you may get a little concerned about what I'm going to say. Now, I believe that many times, not in all, because there are a lot of good, uh, uh, well-meaning men, women, boys, and girls, or good, good pastors out there and trying to do everything they can to serve the Lord and honor the Lord. But in many places, much or most sometimes of what is going on are either manipulated or controlled by demons right in the church. And these things need to be exposed and need to be destroyed, and we need to fight because if you begin to kick the enemy out and begin to push his, his ideas and his works out, he's going to resist. He's going to do everything he can to try to stop, just as he has always done, all the way back in Scripture. He said, but when a stronger when, when, when a strong man, when a, when, when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him and take away, take, a, take, take from him all his army wherein he trusted, he divided his spoil. See, see uh, uh, we, we, through the Lord Jesus Christ, can go in and take away this, this enemy's armor. We can take it away through Jesus Christ and the authority that he has given us. And, 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 and we can divide the spoil. We can begin to uh, 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 show uh, uh, him that he is a defeated foe. He is defeated, and we need to rise up and use the authority that the Lord has given us to defeat this enemy. Look at this verse 23. He that is not with me is against me, and he that, and, 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 and he that gathers not with me scatters. Now, you know that Paul had to be with Jesus. 
if you look at his desires, you look at his reading, you know he didn't leave this off. You know he couldn't have left deliverance off because the word of God clearly says here that that those that that is with me are not with me. They 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 scatter, they scatter, and you know that that wasn't what was happening in the Apostle Paul's life. Well, right in uh, 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 Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five, verse three, he said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for that is the kingdom of God." Poor just really mean in a position where you 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 can't do anything about the situation on your own. Well, that's all of us. You know, uh, that is the kingdom of God. The word of God tells us in the book of Luke chapter 17, and we're going to be moving on with this message about fighting, but I'm just trying to lay a little foundation to let you see where we're coming from or what the word of God has to say about these areas. Chapter 17, and look at verse 20. And he says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, the natural eye can't see this kingdom. He said, don't come with observation. You know, this kingdom don't come with observation. Uh -uh. Neither say no for there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within the believers. Now, in the book of uh, Second Corinthians, I mean, First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse twenty-six. First Corinthians, chapter nine, and verse twenty-six. Isn't that what the apostle Paul said about this fight? So fight I, not as one that beat the air. In other words, he wasn't missing no blows. Not as one that just beat the air. Paul knew who and where the target was, and he knew where his enemy was. Unfortunately, most believers of most churches today don't seem to know where their enemy is really at. Many times we may be trying to fight, but really are not hitting the enemy. When we begin to hit the enemy, when we begin to deliver those blows where they need to be delivered, this, these wicked spirits that are setting up in God's people and in the house of God will begin to manifest, and they will be driven out. It is important that those that are going to fight in this battle to rem be reminded of who they are fighting. This enemy don't want you to know who you're fighting. He don't really know, want you to know really who you're up against. You need to know where your target is. In the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6 and 12, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and 12, he says to us, I struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Many times that we have been battling and casting out wicked spirits, we have had to attack spirits in the heavens, the principalities, the powers, world rulers, and ask the Lord to cut them off or we bind them up for the word of God that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. This is not because of our power, but because of the word of God and the power that the Lord invests in us. We are struggling or we are fighting against principalities, uh, 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 against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against 
spiritual weakness in high places. Now, you tell me today we don't need to be fighting because we, 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 we must recognize that there is a lot of things that are going on that are not good. And he said we are in a battle against this darkness, against the spiritual weakness in high places. I often say it over the years and say it a lot. I said, you know, we need to learn how to recognize our enemies, even believers sometimes when, when, when we are in, even in spiritual warfare and in deliverance, we need to learn to recognize our enemy when he's not on the flow. Now, I've seen believers when they have to hold uh, individuals down to drive spirits out of them, they recognize who they are talking to, they recognize the things that are coming out of that mouth is motivated by demons and all that stuff, and uh, many times they allow the agape love to just flow through them and all that stuff. But many times when the enemy begins to manifest in individuals' souls when they are walking around or whatever, we need to recognize that same enemy and recognize that we are not rational against flesh and blood, but we are in a battle, we are in a war against this wicked enemy. We are not to allow the enemy to cause us to engage in a physical battle. We need to understand uh, we are in a life and death struggle with these principalities. This enemy is trying to kill us. He's trying to destroy us with high-ranking demons of authority. Now, we can handle them through the blood in the name of Jesus Christ. We can handle this wickedness. We can uh, handle this invisible enemy, this demon in high places. Remember the violent conflict that we are dealing with, much of it is in the heavenly. Also in the book of Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 4 and 6, as he said here, I'm ready to be offered up, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You know, whether we believe it or not, we are in a fight. Now, we can lay down and just take the punches. A lot of enemies can beat us around, beat us down, but we are in a fight. First Corinthians 9:26. Again, he says, so fight I not one that beat us out. Paul knew who his enemy was and where to deliver his blows. We need to make sure that we are hitting this target because this enemy, brothers and sisters, are doing everything he can to destroy us. All of us are called. You know, all of us are called. This is a call for every last one of us. Turn right back over to Second uh, uh, Timothy right quick. Second Timothy, as Paul was ministering to this young preacher again, Second Timothy chapter 4, uh, let's read, starting at verse 1. He said, I tried thee before God and for the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead as is appearing, and the kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season and out of season, rebuke, reprove, exalt with all long suffering. I mean, anybody that got into spiritual understanding and discernment know that the enemy has done a lot of has done a lot to stop the word of God. We're gonna to have to fight just to keep the word of God going in the church, to keep the doctrine pure, uh, 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 to keep the word of God 
going in the church. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after that, after their own love, they shall heap to themselves teaching, having itching ears. Now, this was part of what the uh, Apostle Paul had to battle against. Uh, uh, these are wicked demons that are trying to push their way into the midst of the church where they want to stop the word of God. Uh, 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 he don't want the word of God to be preached. The enemy despise the word of God. Now, if you get these wicked spirits out of anybody's life, you know, you won't have the opposition that you have uh, uh, when it comes down to the word of God. This enemy despise the word of God. When the word of God is preached, because the enemy has messed with people's heart and got their heart all out of whack and got them in rebellion and whatnot, that's the reason why you find all the problems that coming up the opposition uh, about the word of God. He said, they shall turn their ears away from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Watch, but watch that in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of evangelism. Make full proof of the ministry. But I'm now ready to be offered up the time of my departure as at that, as that hand. I have fought a good fight. This man here reminds him again that he has fought a good fight. This enemy don't want you to recognize that there is a fight. He don't want you fighting. He don't want anybody to stand up against him and his kingdom. As I said earlier, when you look in the word of God, you can see all through the word of God that there were a fight against good and evil and against God's people between the enemies. If you were turn back to the book of Psalm 44, 144 right quick. Psalm 144. That's why we need to be students of the word and get in and set these things out and see whether it is so. Psalm 144. Look at verse, verse 1. He said, David, bless be the Lord my strength which teaches my hand to walk and my fingers to fight. It was the will of God that this servant of the Lord learned how to fight this enemy because he knew, David knew, and the Lord knew, except this leader stand up and fight this enemy, what was going to happen? This enemy will come in and begin to destroy lives. We need to fight. Without it, he comes in and just destroys. He said, verse 2, my goodness my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer. In other words, fighting also, they, they needed to fight, and the Lord will their deliver. My shield, and him will I trust, who subdued the people under him. In other words, subdued the enemy under him. When you look in Psalm 109.3, he said, this enemy fight against God's people, Without a cause. You know, this enemy going to fight you whether you fight him or not. That's why you need to understand that we need to fight because he, he fights to destroy every life. He's doing everything he can to, to destroy every life. In David's time also in Psalm 56, Psalm 56, look what David had to say about this, this enemy. See, brothers and sisters, if we don't fight this enemy, he's still going to fight us. And if we're not fighting, guess what? The enemy is just going to get the upper hand, I believe, in our life. Psalm 56. He said, be merciful unto me, O God. Verses 56 and 1. 
for man would swallow me up. Other words would just guff, just guff me down. For he fighter, for he fighteth daily, oppressing me, oppresses me. See, this enemy want to fight and will fight God's people every day to keep them under his power, to oppress God's people. The Lord don't want his people oppressed. He don't want them bound up. Isaiah 61 was one of the reasons why the Lord came to proclaim liberty, to open up the prison wall. The Lord do not want his children bound all up. He wants them to be released. He do not want God's people oppressed by his enemies. He fights daily. He fights every day. And if we don't get up and begin to fight, guess what? We're just going to take a lot of blows unless the Lord just, just minister and, 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 and help us and, 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 and don't allow him to attack us. Thank God for the grace of God, but we need to get in this battle and fight. It's part of the will of God. You know, if we come up against enemies that we cannot deal with, in the book of Ezekiel 32 and 10, the word of God talks about, our Lord, our Father, our God, our Lord would just take that sword and shake it at that enemy. And you can you imagine what's going to happen when the enemy see the Lord's sword shaking at him? Well, he gonna he gonna back down. I know what he's gonna do. You know, we are soldiers and we are to fight. The Lord spoke to Moses in Numbers chapter one, verse one through three, when when they had gotten out of the gotten out of the uh, uh, Egypt. And he told him, said, I want you to go and take my pole. I want you to go and, and, and see how many men over a certain age. See, at that time, it was a physical battle, and they had to have men that was a certain age to go and battle those enemies, to fight that enemy, all of them that could fight. They tried to get all the men engaged that were able to fight. Well, guess what? All of us can fight now because the Lord has given us power to trade up on surface scorpion and over all of the power of the enemy. And the word of God said, and nothing will by any means hurt you. Thank God for what the Lord has done and is doing uh, in our life. We need to understand, as he said, preach the word. We need to be in season, out of season, need to reprove. You, you see today the enemy has built himself up in life today where individuals do not even want to consider the deliverance ministry when you try to reprove them or show that this is wrong, many of them get angry and all kinds of stuff, you know. Nobody seems to want to be corrected. Uh, 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 rebuke means strong disapproval. You know, the Lord wants uh, people that are not in battle, that are against deliverance, to know that the Lord has strong disapproval against that type of teaching. He said, exalt, we're to do it with long suffering, and we are to do it with doctrine, with Bible." Now, I can show you, as we've been trying to show you, all through the word of God, the word of God teaches us that we are to fight. We're in a battle. One must be armed with the power of God and his word in order to deal with this enemy effective. We need the word of God. In the, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and 12, you see that the word of God tells us that the word will deliver a powerful blow. The word of God is quick, powerful. Sharp than any two-edged sword is divided against the soul and spirit. Go to the intent of the heart. is exposed everything. The word of God is a powerful weapon. It is a quick discerner, the word of God says. 
uh, 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 go into the thoughts. See, the enemy, if he's binding us up, you and down in the thoughts, and even down in the intents of the heart, the word of God can go down there and expose him. We need the word of God if we're going to be in doubt. You know, when we look at what God's word said, this word, God's word is well able to expose, he said, every creature. All things are naked and open before him. You know, when you look at the word of God, he says in 2 Timothy 4 and 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not endure, not hold oneself up. Now, these things need to be battled against. The problem that false doctrine comes in, the brings in, rather. If you know if the doctrine in the church is not sound, well, we're not going to have sound life. We're not going to have sound family. You, you know, we're going to have all kinds of problems when you look at what the Word of God says when the doctrine is not sound. Well, if I'm not teaching or teaching against the deliverance, that is not sound doctrine in that era. And, and, and lives are going to be affected. The body is going to be affected uh, uh, by it. So we need to fight against these wicked demons that has come in, was trying to come in even in Paul's day, to try to bring unsound doctrine in. Uh, 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 when you look, he says, we're not endured. I would not put up with sound doctrine. Today, you find so many that have crept into the church that when the word of God is really preached, especially in deliverance, in the era of deliverance, they get going. Even in Jesus' day, do you know the Bible says that the people really wasn't following Jesus because of the because of the miracles, because of the deliverance and healing that is, they were following him because of the loads. Now, when people got problems, they will come. I, I've been at this for a long time, and I've seen people, when they got real problems, they will call and they will come, but once they get that stuff taken care of, many of them just keep going. We had a man some years ago. This man was, was having some severe problems. And, 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 you know, ain't everybody supposed to be in our church and be in the, in, 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 well, in our church anyway, but, I mean, when you get real help, look like you ought to want to follow Jesus and help somebody else get some help. That's what the Word of God tells us we need to do, you know. Once we are brought out of prison, we have to build those waste places and desolation for many generations, he said. But this man, he had so many problems in his life. He had a problem with when he went to sleep. He would wake up fighting and, and whatnot in his dream, and he didn't know what he was doing. This was a big man, and he had tore up uh, the, so much stuff in his neighborhood that he was ready to kick him out. Also, he was a truck driver, he said, and, and, and he said that once he's a real nice man. I mean, I mean he's a real nice man. He, uh, uh, so he had uh, uh, manifest that thing when he go to sleep, he'd wake up tight, and he had tore up so many of the truck spots, nobody wanted him to stop in those truck stops again. And what now? So he was at the point where he was about to be forced out of the the job and the profession that he had been in for many years. Well, he came and got a lot of freedom. The Lord drove that stuff out. And the last time I heard from him, he never had any more problem with that. But he never really rest out for it. I know to help others get free and even come and and encourage the people that were supporting the ministry uh, about the uh, share the testimony to really encourage the others that were in battle and show them how the Lord really brought him out of this bondage. 
The enemy don't want sound doctrine. He wants us to be pulling away by by false teachings, uh, uh, heaping to themselves, having itching ears. He do not want sound doctrine. Uh, uh, he wants us to run after their own lust. All this is demonic stuff. These things are cast riches of wicked demons that are going to work in the end time and working right now to get the church off track. We need to be battling this stuff. We need to be getting this stuff called, uh, out of our life, false doctrine, false teaching. Believe me, it is in there because I've cast it out of many lives. It's in ears. A word, want to hear that ears ticker. And you tell me that is not a description of what is going on in much of the body of Christ. We need to stand up and battle this stuff. Uh, uh, we are charged by the word of God. We are charged to protest earnestly. We are to stand up again, to stand up, to fight against these demons that are calling preachers to preach. Uh, 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 stuff that is not according to the word of God. We have to preach sound doctrine. We have to stand up and fight. Preaching only what people want to hear. You know, you'd be surprised how many people just are preaching what people want to hear. As a young man, I would visit places sometime, and sometimes pastors or ministers would call me and allow me to come in the office where they were, and they'd be sitting in there talking. And some of the things, the conversation would come up. And I would share with them a scripture sometime concerning it. And you'd be surprised how many would say, if you teach that, people are not going to like it. Well, you know, I mean, we've got to preach what the word of God say, whether we like it or not. Children, if they had their way, would eat candy and junk food all day. But parents got to stand up and say, no, son or daughter, you got to eat some of the things that going to cause uh, you to have good health also, and that's the same thing in the midst of the church of Jesus Christ. Now, in the book of Acts 26, verse 17, before, you know, uh, uh, Paul could really be effectively in, in helping God's people, the word of God said, for this, this reason I appeared unto you, appeared unto you to, 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 to deliver you from the people. Brothers and sisters, you may be one that got to be delivered from people's first. You know, delivered from people, from the, the hope that people have on you, what they think of trying to please man and all that stuff. You may need to be delivered from that stuff. And, and then he said, then I'm going to send you to open their eyes so that you can turn men from darkness and from the power of Satan. God's people need to be turned from the power of Satan. Now, again, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and 4, and he said, they shall turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Uh, turned unto fables. In other words, tales and friction. Telling stories, telling friction. You know, this is stuff that we need to learn to fight. They will turn, in other words, they will pervert. In other words, turn back, turn away, twist their ears out of place where they don't really want to hear the truth. The enemy is behind this stuff. He's trying to twist God's people out of ears out of place so they want to hear things that are contrary to God's word. Now, these are demons behind this. The Bible says we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting principalities. We're fighting invisible demons. We're fighting spiritual weakness. Verse 5, he said, watch thou 
in all things, endure affliction. In other words, you got to be ready to go through some things, do the work of evangelism, make full proof of that ministry. Now, he said, we must fight against these things that hinder from fulfilling the ministry. Now, if you look in the body of Christ, you can see that this part of the ministry, especially to deliver, there are other things that's needed, but this is the area that is not being fulfilled. And we must get in there and fight. I'm telling you, the, 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 the fight, I, was, I began to see where the real fight was when I began to stand up, when the Lord opened my eyes up to the deliverance minute, and I began to fight the enemy. You will recognize where the real fight is at. Uh, verse 6 in that same chapter, For I am now ready to be offered up in the time of my departure. At, is that mean I've fought a good fight, I've finished my course, I have kept the faith. He said, this is a good fight. Those that have engaged and have gotten into the battle, I take it. It's just nothing like, I tell you, it's one of the greatest blessings that you can really, really find is when the Lord began to set free, set his, free, his people free and run this enemy out and bring good, solid foundation and sound doctrine into the church and into the lives of God's people. It, it, it's, it's really blessed. It will really bless. Ladies. If you really want to be blessed, find out what the will of God has to say about this area and get in there and battle. It's, it's, it's much greater blessing than money or anything else, fame or all that stuff. Nothing will fulfill your life like the Lord working through you and ministering to you and ministering to God's people and seeing life change and turn around and bless. The Lord called you and I to be soldiers. You know, this man Paul was an example in every way, a good pattern to follow. In Philippians 3.14, he said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ, uh, of God in Christ. He, he said, I'm pressing. He said, brethren, verse 17, be followed of me. Mark them that walk as ye have seen of us as example." Now, remember over in the book of Acts chapter 20 over there, he said, I, 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 I'm free from the blood. I've shed all the counsel of God. I've preached the gospel. This man was an example of a fighter. As he was leaving, he was reminding them that I fought a good fight, lay hold on eternal life, well, until thou art called and professed a good profession before many witnesses. This call is to fight. We are called to fight in this battle. Hebrews chapter 12 and 1 is a very important passage of Scripture if you're going to fight in this battle. You that are going to fight in this battle, you're going to have to lay aside as the word of God said. Verse 1, he said, Wherefore, sin, we are compassed about, uh, uh, compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, uh, uh, one of the reasons why this passage of Scripture is so important, that, that we lay aside all those things that hold us back. The enemy will allow these things that are around us, the people that are around us, and all the stuff that is going on, if we put our eyes on man and not on the Lord and what he said, these are things that will hold us back. When... I got to the place because of the battle and all the 
persecution and all the stuff that came when the Lord was opening up my eyes to the deliverance ministry uh, years ago, I, I, I got to a point at one time in my life, I just said, why well, put up with it? Lord, just allow me to come home. Won't you just, I don't want to suffer, but let me ease out. I am so glad, as I was mentioned to our church uh, recently, I am so glad the Lord did not honor that because I couldn't really be here now to help God's people. I'm, I'm so glad that he allowed me to stay here and didn't honor that prayer allowed me to stay here and battle and fight and minister to God's people, I tell you, it's one of the greatest blessings that could have ever come into my life to see the Lord set his people free and bring people out of abundance, see lives turn around, families turn around and whatnot. But we got to lay aside the, the, the sin and wait, and we got to run this race with patience that is set before us. Uh, in this fight, we need to be really aware that we got to, we got to, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We, 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 we got to just lay aside this. So look at verse 2. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, of the, with the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, his father and the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. These are the words that the Lord spoke to me during that time when I wanted to come home. In other words, you need to look to Jesus if you're going to endure you got to keep your eyes on Jesus because if you look around, you're going to see men and women that may start in the battle and quit. You're going to look around and see those that, are, that should be in the battle is not battling, and you look at them, you're going to get, you're going to, get to the place, no doubt, you're going to be discouraged. But if you put your eyes on Jesus, you will be all right. Look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. you got to look to Jesus. And the word of God went on down there a little piece further. He, he said, if you don't look to Jesus, you're going to get weary and you're going to faint in your mind. Well, I had fainted. But once the Lord directed me and got me on track, nothing changed on the outside, but something changed on the inside. We're to endure, 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 3. We're to endure hardness, suffer hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Other words, we're going to go through some difficult times. We're going to be in a battle if we're going to attack this enemy. You say, well, I, I don't want to go through difficult times. Guess what? If you don't go through difficult times, if you don't fight this enemy, he's just going to beat us down. Verse 4, he said, no man that walks entangle himself with the affairs of this life. I, I mean, if you if you got any kind of spiritual insight, you can just see how the enemy has cleverly manipulated even God's people into uh, 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 just getting all bogged down with the affairs of this life. You look in the church, is the affairs of this life. You know, uh, coveting and all kind of other stuff is right at the front uh, uh, of the church now. We need to get to the place where we're trying to please him that has called us to be a soldier. Uh, uh, in order to fight, the Bible tells us that we got to stay free of the world. we got to keep ourselves. We need to keep and kick the world out of the church, spirits of the world. These are wicked demons, brothers and sisters. The spirit of the world is just all through the church. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, too, that we are not to be confined to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable will of God. Now, brothers and sisters, we got to fight against this world. We can't allow the spirit of the world to just, just, just run loose in the church. We can't allow the world, the spirit of the world, to manipulate us and pull us into the world. This enemy is doing everything he can to try to pull the believers in the world, and he wants us to love it. He don't want us to, to hate this stuff. The world, brothers and sisters, 
the enemy using the world to destroy God's people. The world hates you. They don't love you. They don't care about you. And what does God want us to recognize? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 3, he said, We are not war after the flood. We are, the weapon of our warfare is not carnal. We need to be reminded of this at all times, that we are in a spiritual battle, brothers and sisters. We are in a battle, and that weapon is not carnal. We are in a battle for the souls of men, women, boys, and girls. And I tell you, I, I, I see as we are dealing with this time, I'm seeing people that are more tormented and being more tormented, and the enemy is doing everything he can to destroy the lives of God's people. The church, the people in the church, lives are just being wrecked. All kinds of problems are coming up. Uh, 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 he wants us to, to, to sit back while he destroys lives. You know? We, we're not in a flesh or carnal battle. We are not to use flesh or common weapons. You know, we, we need to fight and use these spiritual weapons so that this wicked enemy can be destroyed. You know, uh, Paul realized that, 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 that he was able to stand against this wicked enemy. He wants every believer to know that we can stand against this enemy. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and 3, he says, I was with you in weakness. In other words, brothers and sisters, it's, it's not our strength. We don't have to, you know, uh, uh, from the natural standpoint, possess all the spiritual strength and power. Paul was at uh, was with them, and he stood up and fought this enemy at at some time at 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 the, at the weakest point of his life. Do you know the Bible says, "My grace is sufficient." My strength is paid, made perfect in weakness. Even when I'm weak, the Lord give me the strength to fight this enemy that I need to fight. He said, and in fear and in much trembling. Now, can you imagine the Apostle Paul, you know, weak at any point? But he said he was. And he was at point, he, 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 he was, uh, uh, had some fears and in much trembling. Now, it's important that we be honest with, with ourselves and just really state where we're at. Many times God's people are afraid and are weak and all that stuff. And, but he stood up and still battled his enemy. He didn't throw up his hand. In, in Ephesians 6.10, Paul realized that he was to be strong in the Lord and in the power of, the might, of his might to defeat his enemy. You know, uh, uh, to keep this charge, we need to, we need to, we need to be strong in the Lord unless we go back uh, 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 and don't keep this charge. Now, again, First Timothy chapter 1 and 8, he said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, that thou may walk a good warfare. He charged him, say, you got, to, you got to get in there. You got to battle this enemy. You got to walk a good warfare. When we look at the word of God, we can see all through the word of God, that there was a battle going on and it's still going on and we need to stand up and fight against false doctrine and all of the other stuff that the enemy is trying to bring into God's people. We, we, we need victory. And the only way we're going to get all the victory that we need is that we get uh, in line with God's word and begin to fight. Second Timothy 3 and 1, he said, in the last time, they're going to be perilous times, difficult. You tell me 
right in the middle of the church today that believers are not dealing with difficult times, dangers it means, fears, grievous times, low, uh, let down. God's people are just being let down, you know, and these things need to be fought against. We need to battle, reducing strength. People are being weak. Even the Bible says young men will go weary and faint. You know, the enemy is doing everything to try to weaken God's people. Evil times. Uh, 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 the Bible said uh, uh, leaders need to know, every individual needs to know that, you know, we need to fight. We need to understand this fight, who we're fighting against. The church and family is going to be protected. If the church family is going to be protected, we need to stand up and fight against this stuff. We need to fight against the stuff that the word of God said the enemy is going to try to bring in in these last times. Uh, if we don't want the enemy to get the upper hand in our life, in the church, and in our wife's life, in the children's life, we need to stand up and fight against these things that the word of God said going to come in the end time. He said a time will come they will not endure. Remember? They will not endure. The enemy won't just to be manifested in every life, in the preacher's life, in the in the deacon's life, in the wives' life, in the children's life. He wants itching ears. He wants their ears turned away. In Second Peter three and three, he said, "Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust." Well, guess what? The enemy wants this manifested in every life. We need to fight against these wicked spirits that are trying to influence God's people. False teachers walking after their own evil desires. This enemy won't scoff us. Uh, those that show, dis, uh, show contempt and disrespect for the word of God and the truth of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Whether in the book of, book of Proverbs chapter 122, a scoffer is classified as a fool. Well, the word of God don't have anything good to say about a fool. uh, uh uh, at Proverbs chapter nine, verse seven through eight, one that will not, not that is not willing to take a rebuke or reprimand. When you look in the Word of God, when we get to the place where we are not willing to take a rebuke or reprimand, we are headed for serious trouble. And today, so many of God's people are not willing to even be told that we are wrong or shown in the Scripture that we are wrong. You know, when you look at Peter, when he got off in the book of Galatians, the apostle Paul rebuked him right before his face. You know why he rebuked him? That because he done that thing right in public. He could influence others. He could he could mess up others' lives. Today, people don't want you to say anything about people that are in growth error or turning away from the word of God. Well, this is wrong. If we get up and preach preach garbage and untrue, I mean false doctrine in the middle of the church and uh, out on the uh, out in public, these things need to be pointed out, need to be dealt with. And if we find that we are contrary, going contrary to the word of God, we need to change that. We need to receive reproof. We need to receive correction. But today we find that many are not willing to uh, uh, receive reproof. Proverbs one twenty three. He said, "Turn at my reproof, and I will pour out my spirit unto you." I will make known my word unto you. See, unless we are willing to receive reproof. Now, there are people probably maybe hearing for the first time these messages. 
about deliverance, about fighting, or maybe casting out devils. Well, that is the Lord just showing us that we need to take a good look at God's word. And if we're willing to turn at his reproof, he said, I will pull out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my word unto you. Now, I'm not talking about something that is people that are twisting, false teaching, or false doctrine, but you look up, look at what the word of God had to say about deliverance and fighting of enemies. It's all through the word of God. Many looked at the epistles and apostles, the apostles, the apostle Paul and many others, and they said, well, I don't see the deliverance. How can you not? When you see him talking about what the enemy is trying to do, uh, 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 seduce his spirit, do you know those things will come out if we uh, repent of those things and, 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 and turn from them? Do you know false doctrine will come out, religious spirit will manifest and come out if we uh, repent and call on the Lord and allow him to deliver us from this stuff? These are wicked spirits that are behind these things. When you look in God's word, you see it's happening all through the word of God, Second Timothy 3 and 2. He said, the time uh, there will be a real problem in these areas. You know, you know, not in doing sound doctrine and all that. We need to fight, brothers and sisters. We need to fight against these things and beat them down. Believe me, these are wicked spirits behind these things. And if you get people that are saying will repent and cry out to the Lord and cry out for help and deliverance, these things will begin to manifest and come out. Selfishness, he said, will be a problem. One in love with self. You know, John chapter 6, 26, where God said, they seek me not. For, uh, they, 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 are, they are seeking me uh, for the calm thing. They, they ain't seeking the Lord. They wasn't coming looking to him because of the miracles, as he said, but they were looking for the current thing. You know, when you go to church today, if you, if you find that you, 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 you begin to uh, look at the people that are preaching the false prosperity messages and, and a lot of the other stuff, these places many times are stuck because people are seeking calm things and not the miracles, not the deliverance, not the healing and all that stuff that they really need. In the book of Philip in chapter 2, verse 21, Paul told him, said, told the leader there, he said, you know, I ain't got no man that will naturally care for you. So all seek their own. These are wicked spirits that had manipulated the people. Even in the Apostle Paul day, they were selfish and they were self-seeking. They were seeking their own and not the prophet, not the thing of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a sad picture when people's lives are being wrecked, when babies' lives are being wrecked, when, when people need to be healed and delivered and set free, and people are seeking their own. Well, guess what? You, you might as well forget about all this stuff because it's just going to come uh, time and it's going to come real, sw- sw- real swift and brief. Well, y- you can't do nothing with this stuff regardless of how much you got. You ain't brought nothing in this world. You ain't going to carry nothing out. And you may leave it for a fool, that's the word of God says. You know, I mean, we might as well uh, just, you know, get it together and begin to fight against this stuff because these are wicked, wicked, wicked spirits. And I don't want selfishness. I don't want demons of lust. I don't want demons of rebellion and no other demon to destroy me. Selfishness will destroy me. He's a demon. He's, he, he's, he's rooted in the demonic. It's demon influence. Selfishness. Unless I deny myself, guess what? 
I, I will never really receive the blessing and the things that the Lord wants me to receive. Another one is covetous. You know, those desires just can't get enough. I pray and I'm crying out, Lord, Lord I, I want to be content. I don't want to ride up and down the street and look at the new car and say, oh, man, I would rather have that or want to walk around somebody's house and take it. I, you know, I want to be content with what the Lord blessed me with. That's, that, that's great gain. The Bible tells us in the, in, in the, in the book of First Timothy chapter 6 and 9, let's turn there. Covetousness is written in all evil. And now this thing has, has crept up into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and nobody seems to even want to deal with it. Don't even think that it's a problem. Now, anytime you know, covetousness and all that stuff come in the church and is rooted in all evil, uh, 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 that is a real problem. Uh, 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 and I said in First Timothy chapter 6, look at verse 9. He said, but they that, they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Now, when you look in the Word of God, you didn't see Paul and, and, and Barnabas and all those men getting rich preaching the gospel. You know, and, and if Lord bless you with finances, use them wisely, help the minister, do what you need to do. But listen here, uh, 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 getting rich after people, in other words. They fall into temptation and a snare, and men is foolish and hurt for love, which drown men and destruction and perdition. Now, anything that is going that that going to hurt God's people, foolish and hurt for love. You know, anything that is going to destroy lives, the Lord wants us to stand up and fight against this stuff. He said, "Which drown men in destruction." Now, the last thing I want is for my family when I go to church to fall into foolish, hurtful love, and I do not want them drowned. Drowned men in destruction. Destruction is, is destroyed. I don't want my folks destroyed. And he said, in tradition, that's the Antichrist system. He said, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, I know many that are covetous and and just running after that cover, they will tell you, I'm not in love with one, but the attributes and all the scripture point out, many of them are. Which while they covet after them, they have errors and got off track. The enemy is trying to bring this covetedness and all this stuff right in the middle of God's people's lives, and he wants us to think that it's what we should be after. He won't, don't want us to be content. He said, while they covet after the error from the faith. In other words, they get off track. And when we get off track, we can shipwreck and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Well, listen here. We need to fight against this stuff. We need to battle against this wicked enemy that are trying to bring covetousness and other problems into the church because it's really been all evil. Another one, he said, boasters. When you look at the word of God, the word has nothing good to say about boasting unless we are making our boast in the Lord. It was what Goliath did when David was up against him. He boasted and talked about how he was going to feed David to the fowl of the ass. This enemy wants to boast and brag. He wants us to think that, that he's the one that's going to win this battle. Also, 
in in First Samuel chapter seventeen and nine, they wanted uh, uh, want to convince God's people that they are not able to fight. Goliath stood up and and and, and said, "Nobody can really fight against me." Well, that's not true, because the Bible said He's given us power to tread upon all the power of the enemy. We can fight this enemy when we are armed with the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can fight this enemy. We can beat him down. The word of God talks about in Second Peter two eighteen. Uh, uh, they speak great swelling words of vanity. They'll lure you through the lust of the flesh. The enemy want to lure God's people through the lust of the flesh. Well, this is a wicked enemy that need to be stopped. We can see how many men and women, good men and women, are being lured into things that is going to destroy them and bring problems into their life, destroy their families, destroy their marriage, and all kinds of stuff. Also, the Word of God talks about that in, 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 in uh, second, second, second Timothy 3, there will be a problem with pride, conceited, one that thinks that they are superior. The Bible talks about that in Revelation 3.17. They say that we are rich, and we has no need of nothing. But they knew not that they were wicked. I mean, they were, they, they were miserable, blind, and naked. See, the enemy wants us to get lifted up and say, we don't need anything just because we got all these calm things. Again, in Second First Timothy chapter 6 and 3, in verse 3 there, he says to him, so if any man teach otherwise and consent not the wholesome word, even the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the doctrine which is according to godliness. See, when one don't teach good sound Bible and the doctrine which is according to godliness, you know, we can see this enemy is doing everything he can to stop the wholesome word, to stop good solid foundation doctrine. When it comes down to the deliverance ministry, you see, it seems like the enemy just has pulled the believers, the church, all the way away from it. Uh, 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 we're trying to say we don't need it today. Uh, that doctrine is not sound. That doctrine is as sound as it will ever get or ever be. He says there's a problem with pride. He is proud. He's knowing nothing but doting about, about questions. Doting about question, doting uh, 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 about question, he said, and strife, where of words, where of comments, in the strife, railing, evil surmising, uh, 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 destitute of truth, supposing, I'm sorry, perverse dispute of men, corrupt mind, destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw yourself. See, all that stuff need to be driven out the church. We need to fight against these wicked spirits that we can see so clearly have infiltrated many lives and are in the church. I know people that used to didn't follow this stuff, that wasn't running after this stuff, but has got swept and pulled into demonic teachings and doctrines and causing many problems in their lives and in their family's lives. Also, he mentioned there will be a real problem with blaspheming, you know, in the last days. When you look at what the Word of God says, uh, uh, those that show no respect for the Word of God and the rule. Now, when it comes down to the deliverance ministry, 
there are just so many when it comes down to the teaching of Jesus, how he set all out that he sent to preach the gospel, to heal the sick and cast out devils. There are just so many believers that show no respect. They will say that that is not of God and speak against the ministry and all kinds of stuff. But Paul was a fighter. He preached the kingdom. He, 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 he declared all the counsel of God. The enemy wants us to get to the place where we show no respect for the rules that God has laid down in his word. Profanity, cursing. You know, it comes from pride, the Bible says. You remember in Job's wife's life, now there was so many problems in her life, but when she was going through the tough time, uh, she told Job in, in Job 2 and 9, so why don't you just curse God and die? The Bible says in Psalm 74, verse 18, the foolish uh, uh, blasphemed blaspheme the name of the Lord. It was what was going on in those that David almost slipped into that bondage. Psalm 73, they, 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 they uh, speak against the name of the Lord. They speak evil against the Lord, the word of God said. Oh, that are, well, these things need to be stopped. We've had those things to, to, to manifest in the middle of the service, but we know who they are, and, 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 and we love our brothers and sisters, but we come against those wicked spirits that fight against the Lord or say things against the Lord. The Lord is not going to help me. The Lord is not fair and all that kind of stuff. That, that is not true. Our God is fair. He's more fair than what we could ever imagine. Another problem he said going to happen, and we need to be fighting against disobedience to pain. Now, uh, uh, God loves the children. We've got a lot of good children, but a lot of children have gotten to the place where they just are disobedient, don't want to listen at anything that parents have to say to them. When you find uh, 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 that happening, you find many times uh, uh, it manifests itself as probably 30 11 by cursing them, a lack of respect. This stuff needs to be fought against. Uh, uh, you find more and more parents are getting to the place where they 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 are seeking love from their children and they are scared to stand up against those those that are uh, 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 having no respect for their parents many times. We got to get built up. We got to stand up. We got to fight. Recognize that this is a wicked enemy that are trying to destroy us and our children. In Romans chapter one twenty nine, he said there's gonna come a time. When the enemy is going to try to fill with all, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, malicious, full of envy, uh, murder, debate, strife, deceit, manipulation, whispering. Now, the Lord loves all of us, and we, we, we are to love and to do all we can and whatnot to, to help those that even fall into sin and all that stuff. But these things are wrong, and we need to stand up and fight against all of these things, fornication, wickedness, covenant, malicious, uh, envy, murder, debate, strife, deceit, malignant, whispering, those things need to be destroyed. The enemy want to fill the lives of God people up. And seems like many times he'll do a pretty good job of it. We need to stand up and fight. Backbiters, hate of God, despite for proud, boasters, uh, uh, puffing oneself up in speech, uh, uh, again, covetous. Uh, uh, inventable evil thing, disobedience of Pam, show no respect for God, our parents. These things, again, need to be fought against. Now, Paul said, I fought a good fight. 
I finished, you know, I, I've done what I've been called to do. I professed a good session before many witnesses. The word of God wants us to recognize that we're to stand up against his enemy. Second Peter 2, 3. He says, through covetous, they shall with Fred words, you know, uh, 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 twisted words, friend words, words that are not genuine, not true. We need to stand up and fight against this wicked enemy that are bringing, that the word of God said going to bring through false teaching and stuff, words that are twisted, words that are ain't true, words that are contrary to the word of God. And he said, they make merchandise of you. We need to fight against these wicked spirits that want to come into the church and make us a piece of merchandise who, 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 are, who are a long time lingers not and that damnation slumber not. Also, as I, as I uh, uh, mentioned, uh, uh, unthankful also is in there, 2 Timothy 3 and 2. He said, unthankful, people that are not grateful. You know, this enemy wants to get all of God's people to the point where they are just not grateful for the thing that the Lord has done. Ungrateful. He wanted to be brought right in the church. You know, I've seen so many believers grumbling and mumbling that should be thanking the Lord. They are mumbling and grumbling. They are ungrateful for what the Lord has done and are doing in our lives. Unholy. Other words, wicked. Uh, 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 disregard for holiness or puriness in one life. Brothers and sisters, every believer should have a desire. Even if they're not able to, to obtain it, they should have some desire for holy living and godly living in their lives because of the born-again new spirit in it. But these wicked spirits want to get God's people to the place where they don't show no, show no regard for holy living. I don't want this stuff to ever fill the church where I got to attend that. I don't want these problems. I want to fight against them in my life. I want it all out of my life. I want it out of my brother's and sister's life. I want it out of every life that's come into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. he said, the Lord is far from the wicked. You know, the enemy want to bring this unholy, wicked stuff uh, into the church, but he said the Lord is against it. Uh, 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 these things is a real problem. I'm thankful and all that stuff. The word of God tells us, Isaiah 57, 20, the wicked is like a troubled sea. It keeps bringing up ungodly stuff. It cannot rest. When you look at God's word, so we need to struggle against it. Ephesians six twelve again. We need to fight against these things. Jeremiah 44 and 5, the, re, the, the wicked refuse to turn. See, the enemy want to get every one of us into bondage, so, get so much bondage in our life, so we refuse to return or refuse to turn when the word of God tells us or the Lord calls us on it. You know how many people I've seen right at this point that, that drifted so far from the Lord, and when the Lord tried to get them to turn their life around, they would not turn away from the bondage. Uh, uh, no natural affection. The enemy want to bring these problems. These are wicked spirits behind these things. Uh, not accepting the way of life that the Lord wants. The enemy want us to accept all that stuff as he talked about in Romans chapter 1 there. He wants us to accept all the wicked stuff, 
you know, and we need to be fighting against the enemy is bringing so much bondage into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and many just seem to be accepting it. They are not really standing up and fighting. They want to just accept all the ungodly things as a way of life. When you look at all the uh, unnatural affection that he talks about, Romans one twenty six and all that stuff. The Bible says in Leviticus 18, 20, 22, it is abomination. When you look in Second Peter chapter 2 and 7, when, when uh, a lot was around the, all that the, the, the perverted stuff, he said it vexed his righteous soul from day to day. The enemy wants us to accept this stuff. He wants to vex us with this stuff. He wants our spirit to be vexed. He wants us to accept it. We need to stand up against it. Now, we need to recognize that every individual that are lost needs to be saved. And once they need to be saved, once they are born again, they need to be delivered. We have to love them and, 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 and do everything we can to bring freedom in the lives of God's people. You know, the enemy wants us to glory, as he says in Philippians 3, 19, in the thing that we should be ashamed of. There are things that the church should be ashamed of. Well, in, in Jeremiah six fifteen, he said, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? He said, they, they was not all, they was not at all ashamed. You know, they shall fall, the enemies. The, the, the enemy will call God people to, to fall and be cast down, said the Lord. Well, see, the enemy want us to play around with ungodly things so long until we get to the place where we are not even ashamed of the wrongdoing. You know, when you look at all the stuff that he said, is coming in, brothers and sisters. We need to we need to stand up against truth breakers and all that stuff, unnatural affection and uh, false accusers. It's a real, real problem. I'm not going to go into that today. Uh, 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 and contentment, a word, unbridled sex, lust, morality. You know, the enemy wants these problems in the life of God's people. He he, he wants us to get to the place where. We, we we are not controlling that sexual appetite, just just let it run loose and getting into all kinds of stuff, you know, homosexuality and, and adultery and fornication and all that stuff. You know, you know, power he wants powerless when it comes down to this stuff, without self control. Now you know we need to stand up against this fears, you know, savage practice, you know, violence. You know, you're finding so much anger, violence, and all that stuff that are going on even really in the, right in the monks of God, people. Despise of those that are good. These are wicked spirits that are violent to pull God's people down, to uh, uh, put his stuff right up in front. Despise of those that are good. Uh, no love for those that, are, that are, are good, those that are trying to follow the law. The enemy has a, has a clever plan. Paul fought against these wicked spirits. He recognized who they were. He recognized where to throw the blows at. He wasn't fighting against flesh and blood, but he was fighting this enemy. We need to fight this enemy. We need to fight against all this stuff, traitors, those that betray trust, headed, those that are conceited. Uh, uh, this enemy wants us to stop. We need to fight this thing. This enemy wants to choke the word, Luke 4, 18, the care of this life, riches and all that stuff. He want to choke the word. 
he wants to have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. These are wicked enemies. That's why Paul exposed them. Demons are behind this. He wants the church. He wants the church to have a form of godliness. Now, years ago, before I recognized what the Lord was trying to do with me in the deliverance ministry, the Lord, one day I, I was in prayer, and just I was kind of ending up the prayer, the Lord, I wasn't looking for this, I didn't ask for this, the Lord just showed me the church as we see it, the church world. He showed me, and I, I, I had no idea, you know, a young fella, and when he showed me, he showed me, so here they are saying many, uh, many good things, but I'm not working there. He said, they have left me sitting here, so to speak. And I could see it look like all across the world or the country, you could just see how the church had gotten old. And as I look in the word of God, when it comes down to deliverance ministry and the church is fighting things that they should be fighting against, many of them are not fighting, the Lord was a fighter. He, he was teaching his people to war. He was trying to get them to fight this enemy so that uh, uh, he could stop this form of godliness and not denying the power of thereof. Uh, those that profess that they know God, but in their works they were denying him, uh, being disobedient and, and to every good work of reprobate. Those that were leading silly women, uh, uh, forsaking the law you know, these things needed to be dealt with. Uh, their mouth tight as one level. He said their mouth needs to be stopped. You know, we need this stop. We need this enemy to be stopped. This enemy is doing everything that he can to stop. Paul even talked about, and I'm going to close up, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 32. Paul described uh, his battle with those men that he had to stand up and fight against. He said, as beasts, I have fought with men. He said, it was like fighting with a beast. You know, it's out of the, after the manner of men, I fought with beasts. You know, those wicked spirits were doing everything they could to stop this man, to hinder him from preaching the word of God. These are wicked demons, brothers and sisters. Paul fought. He fought this enemy. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He ministered to God's people. This enemy don't want you to fight. Many may feel that this is too much. It, it's, the battle is too tough, but the word of God got that covered too. Exodus 14, 14. He said, when the battle gets too tough, and also verse 25, the Lord will fight for you. I tell you, we've seen the Lord come in many times and just battle this enemy and beat him down. I I hope you jotted down some of these. I could share I could share this for another two or three weeks about how much the word of God points out the garbage, the bondage right in the epistles that we need to fight fight against. And and, and again, Ephesians six there tells us that we are not fighting this is not fleshly. This is not a fleshly battle. These are wicked spirits. These are invisible spirits. And anybody that has, has tapped into the, to the battle and the truth about the battle and begin to preach God's word, the truth, they're going to find resistance. Those enemies are going to get angry. 
uh, uh, I've gotten stuff thrown at them. I've never gotten hurt, but I've gotten stuff thrown at them. I get spit on. I've been cursed out. I've been jumped on as I'm trying to preach and whatnot. All kinds of things that when I found out really where the battle was and began to expose this wicked enemy. When he's exposed, he's going to cry out, he's going to get mad, he's going to manifest, and he's going to come out if you stand up and, 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 and force him out. When people repent, they're going to come out. And these things need to be dealt with. This enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy God's people, and we should be willing and ready to stop him. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Praise God. What a what a great word tonight, brother. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to Pastor James Mobley, the Called Out Assembly Church. Uh, Pastor James, give out uh, your website and your contact phone number, please. Well, uh, uh, the website is calledoutassembly.org. Uh, the name of the church is Called Out Assembly Church. We're at 1370 West North Avenue, Merrill's Park, Illinois, 601. Six zero. The phone number is seven zero eight four four six nine seven four five. Praise Jesus. We on Sunday morning at uh, eleven o'clock and Tuesdays at seven. Folks, I'd encourage you to go over there and fellowship and worship with uh, Pastor James and the church if you're in that area, and uh, call him if uh, the Lord has touched your heart tonight. You need deliverance, uh, whatever you may need. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're going to take about a five-minute break, and then we're going to open up the lines tonight, and we're going to start taking your calls. If you need prayer tonight, you need deliverance from demons, uh, you need physical healing, you want to share a testimony, got a question about uh, deliverance, whatever the case may be, um, Lord Jesus is able to meet your needs tonight, and we're here for you. Uh, the number to call in, we're going to announce right now, have a quick music break, and we'll see you all back in about uh, five minutes. Dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio. Are you ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific to the Omega Man Radio Network with your host, Shannon Ray Davis. Omega Man Radio is taking enemy territory for Jesus Christ, Yahshua preaching the gospel of the Messiah, and ministering in deliverance and miracle healing. Add some great guest interviews, and you have the recipe for fresh oil for the airwaves. Tune in at OmegaManRadio.com. Praise God, and we are back. Uh, you're listening to a live program tonight. If you uh, missed the uh, first part of this program tonight, you missed a great message by Pastor James Mobley. He was bringing some real meat of the word tonight. But, you know, uh, you can always get these on MP3, too. If uh, you're not able to catch us live every night, uh, you can download it from uh, iTunes, direct it onto your uh, MP3 device, or go over to OmegaManRadio.com. Click on the link there. There's a new button there that I put up called MP3 Archives, and that'll take you to the list of every show. You're welcome to download these, burn CDs, send them to your friends, family. Just get the word out that Jesus Christ sets the captives free. And um, we want to thank you for tuning in and for your support. Well, we've got to open lines tonight. If you need prayer, that's what we're here for. If you've got a, a prayer request, 
you want to put it in the chat room. If you don't feel like calling in, you can do it that way too. Um, whatever we can do for you, we're here for for you tonight. Let's get uh, Pastor James back on the line. Stand by. Brother James, God bless you, yes, brother. Sir. God bless you, Brother Shannon. Amen. <laughs> well, brother, um, tell me, uh, what is the schedule of your services there in Illinois every week? Uh, on Sunday morning, we meet at 11 o'clock, and on Tuesdays, we meet at uh, uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesday evening. Praise God. And you all do uh, you do deliverance uh, every service as the need requires? Every service. We we have we have we have plenty plenty of spirits to work with on on every service. We 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 are doing deliverance. The Lord has really I mean, you know, I'm not bragging or boasting because there's nothing to brag or boast about. It's only the Lord can bring freedom, but the Lord has been so gracious to us and he he has really been ministering and giving us a lot of help over there. Amen. Brother James, um we've got a prayer request that just came in. Um, mm-hmm. Sister Carla is asking, we lift up um, her mother, Barbara. She's been fighting a battle against uh, spirit of infirmity, cancer. And uh, okay. she wants uh, prayer for her mother that uh, the Lord will heal her and keep her cancer-free in Jesus' name. Her name is Barbara. Okay. All right, praise the Lord. We'll pray for her. Is uh, she on the phone or she just called me? Uh, this is a, a message from the chat room. Uh, she wasn't able okay. to call in, but um, uh, prayer request for her mother, Barbara, who has uh, been battling a spirit of infirmity, cancer. Okay. Well, over the years, we have we've run into a lot of uh, uh, cancer spirits in people's lives. And one of the things that we stress as we're dealing with those that has infirmity and cancers and other things, especially cancer, there's a real need to forgive all that hurt and disappointed you. And even yourself, because sometimes we let ourselves down. Now, that's not the only way it can come in, but we'll find that before a lot of that stuff can be driven out, there's a real need to forgive, because the Word of God tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, I believe it will go there, that if we don't forgive, our Heavenly Father won't forgive us, and He turns us over to the tormentor. A lot of times, good uh, a lot of good people get hurt. A lot of loving people get hurt. That's Matthew eighteen twenty one to thirty five. He talks about that forgiveness, uh, and and they hold that bitterness and it's turned inside and it's turned to cancer. Now there are witchcraft that can cause it, family line curses and stuff that can cause that. But those are some of the areas that need to be looked at and prayed about. Uh, make sure that uh, that those things are taken care of. Now, we're going to pray for this mother. Gracious Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, you see the wicked enemy that attacks this this mother, this woman's body. Father, your son died on the cross and shed his blood on Calvary Cross for the remission of our sin. We just confess every iniquity and show her, Father, if there's anything that needs to be confessed and we just pray that you just enlighten, let the eyes of our understanding be open and fill up with the knowledge of your will. We right now, in Jesus' name, we break the power of infirmities in her life. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we pray, O oh God, that you would just drive out 
every spirit of employment there in this woman's life. We just rebuke cancer. We rebuke every cancer cell. We cut you off in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we pray that wall of fire will be put between all the tissue, everything that those wicked spirits that are attacking her body, uh, areas where they're attacking her body at, and we bind that thing up, and we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that the healing virtue of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, would go through their Father, and that you, with, with the power of the word, drive this enemy out of her body. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your word says, O oh God, is there anything too hard for you? We cry out to you, O oh God, not because we deserve any of, of these blessings, but we cry out to you because you are good, because of your multitude of tender mercy, because of your compassion, and because of your grace. We pray that by the stripes of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you minister healing to this woman. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke and bind up all fears and all anxiety and guilt and condemnation and everything that come with this stuff. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Amen. And I uh, agree with that, Father God. We just loose the healing power of God into Barbara right now. We say be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor James, there are some people that will be listening either live or on MP3 that the mm -hmm. Lord has brought to the program, and they've been listening for a while, and the Holy Spirit is drawing them to the Lord, and they, they're Praise at the Lord. point where they need to make a decision for Jesus Christ, and how can a person receive Jesus Christ and uh, be sure of where they're going to spend eternity if, if they have never made that decision? Well, uh, the will of God is clear. In the book of John, chapter chapter 1, you know, uh, he talks about you've got to be born again. You know, uh, there's got to be a spiritual birth taking place in your life in order to, you know, have Christ really in your life. But he makes it real simple here. In John, chapter 1, you know, the Lord makes it so simple that nobody can really uh, 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 fault to any of if we won't. He says, uh, in verse 12, but as many as receive him, them he gave power to become the son of God, even them that believe on his name. Now, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross for your sin, all you got to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Will you come in my heart and save me a sinner? And he'll take care of that. You know, when you look in God's word, you will never be good enough to save yourself. You know, there's no amount of work of righteousness, uh, anything uh, uh, else will be able to save you from your sin. All you got to do is recognize that you're the sinner and cry out to the Lord to save you. John uh, 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 3.16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that he forever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that uh, he came and died on the cross for your sin, was raised again the third day for your justification, you can be saved. You can be justified. And the only way you can be justified, Romans 3.24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. So he paid for 
that redemption. And verse 25, he says, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation in faith, in his faith in his blood, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are passed through forbearance, to declare, I say at that time, his righteousness, that he might be just, be just, and the justifier of those that believe. So when you believe that, he justified you. He declared you as not being guilty. So uh, when you are justified, he said you are not guilty. So the Lord wants you to accept him, uh, accept uh, his son and believe the gospel and accept him as Lord and Savior. Titus 3, 5. He said, not by works of righteousness, which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved you. The Lord wants to save you, not because of your goodness or whatever. You don't have to be trying to clean your life up. You come to the Lord as a sinner. He will wash and clean you up in the Holy Spirit. you got to confess with your mouth, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God the Father has raised Christ from the dead, thou shalt be you got to receive him. It's just that simple. Uh, 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 he goes on and make it a little plainer, Romans ten thirteen. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's so easy. Thank God for the plan of salvation. And the Lord will begin to work in your life, and he will perform it to the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, and folks, if you have never made that decision, I would urge you to make it. It will be the most important decision you've ever made. Uh, We had a lady that uh, gave her life to Jesus tonight, and um, praise the Lord. I said, you know, congratulations. You know, welcome into the family of God. And, and, you know, uh, there's some fringe benefits. One is eternal life. You're not going to spend a turning in the devil's hell created for the devil and his angels. And, um, you know, we've got the fringe benefit of deliverance. It's the children's bread. So, folks, you can be set free of demons tonight, and you don't have to be tormented over and over again. Let's take some calls here. And if you need prayer tonight, uh, number is 917-889-2745. We're going to go to first caller from area code 404 in Atlanta. You're on the air with Pastor James Mobley. God bless you. Good evening, um, Shannon and um, Pastor James. This is Rosalind. How are you, hey, men of God? Praise I'm God. Good. How are you doing? Fine. I had uh, called you, Pastor James. I don't know that you get the message, but I would like for you to stand the gap um, for my uncle. Um, mm-hmm. He's in his 90s. He's in the hospital. And uh, I'm believing in God. Now, of course, first his salvation, because I don't want to see nobody perish, you know, mm-hmm. his salvation. And I believe in God to break the spirit of death, not only of his life, but all those in the IC unit where he's at, at State John Hospital in Far Rockaway, New York. I'm just believing God to do a, a, a miracle then in those hospitals, you know, in that hospital and all the hospitals, because I just believe in God would save and heal and deliver those people right where they're at in the hospital, raise them out of the bed, you know. That's what I'm believing for. Okay. Uh, you say you're... Your uncle is not saved? No, he's not saved. And I, and I do not want him to perish before he leaves this okay. earth. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, one of the things that the Scripture tells us that we, I believe, we need to pray against, and this is something that we 
we pray against when we find individuals that are, uh, are not born again and are not willing to accept uh, uh, the gospel or whatever. In the book of Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, he said, uh, if the gospel be hid, uh, verse 3, the gospel be hid, uh, uh, it is hid to those that are lost, in whom the gods of this world blind the mind of them that believe not. One of the things that you need to begin to pray and ask the Lord, because the Lord wants everybody to say, be saved. He don't want any man to perish, but all to come to the knowledge of the Savior and power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you can begin to pray, and we're going to pray with you that the Lord would bind, and we're going to bind the gods of this world that blind the mind of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine, a gospel of Christ, the image of God should shine under them. So right now, Father in heaven, we pray, first of all, O oh God, that you would send angels and block and stop and destroy all of the powers of darkness, the gods of this world that has blinded this man from seeing the light of the glorious gospel. Let it appear to him in the mighty name of Jesus, the image of Christ, image of God, rather. Let it shine into him. Let it shine so bright that he would not refuse. We bind all the wicked spirits. We bind the gods of the world. And we pray, O oh God, that you would put someone in the pathway of this man that would share the truth of the gospel and let it shine so bright until he will cry out to you and ask you to come into his heart and save him a sinner from his sin. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, also we pray for healing and restoration in his life. Father, we recognize that you've given him a full life, and, and, and there are times when we must come to be uh, that uh, must must go into eternity, but we pray that this man will not leave this this life, O oh God, until he come to the saving knowledge of your Son Jesus Christ. Please, O oh God, be merciful to him, not only him, but all the other folks that are in that hospital, those that don't know you, bring them to that saving knowledge, and we pray for healing and restoration in this man's life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke the enemy. We Break the power of the torment under that would just torment those people there in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We ask you to bring someone into that life to share the truth of your word in Jesus Christ's name. Father, your word said what we ask in Jesus' name, you would do that the Father would be glorified. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And we'll be praying for you, sister, and praying for your family. Yes, his name is Lewis Head, and I was trying. I'm in Maryland. I was trying to go to New York, but I'm praying tomorrow somebody would go to walk him through the center's prayer. Amen. My prayer was, God, I don't want to see him per- you know, perish. You know, I don't want to see nobody that I know perish on this. It's, salvation is very important to all of us. But that's, that yeah, was my the prayer. The Lord don't want him to perish without knowing him either. Mm-hmm. All Amen. right. Thank you. God bless. And uh, Rosalind, you. Uh, you got oh. any uh, special requests tonight for yourself? Um. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, my my prayer. It, it seems like we'll be, if our family members <laughs> we attract the wrong mate. I'm just praying that God will bring us the right mate and deliver us from that spirit because we get the wrong people in our life. <laughs> so uh, what I'm understanding is you're looking for the Lord to send you a godly husband. That's correct. But even some other people in my family. But yeah, I'm talking about me right now. <laughs> Well, amen. You know, he wants us to be equally yoked. It says, be not entangled, again, in the yoke of bondage in which I've set you free. 
he gave me that word one time and also told me, he says, uh, what fellowship does light have with darkness? That's, that's true. You know, it, it was a parallel verse talking about, you know, uh, we've got to be very careful whom we, uh, mm-hmm. we marry. We need to seek the Lord and uh, have him put somebody in our path instead of trying to choose them for ourselves because nine out of ten times we'll choose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. what? God's able to match you up. Uh, what's your advice on um, Christian matchmaking, Pastor James? <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I, I, I suggest to people that are, are seeking mates and whatnot is to really begin to get their life lined up with the word of God and get free. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if 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 there's a real problem with uh, individuals getting tied up with the wrong relationships, it's, it's probably demons inside, and also it can be curses. See, curses will shape lives mm-hmm. and cause our life to be shaped to the point where we would we would be drawn to those individuals that were called destruction of the wrong individuals. Mm-hmm. I have seen individuals that went down both pathways, some that went down the pathway and, and got ahead of the Lord and didn't allow him to minister and free them and whatnot, and they got into bad relationships. And I've seen them that waited and got their life cleaned up, and the Lord had somebody right around them that they never thought or never saw or whatever, he brought them right on in after they got their life cleaned up. I suggest you just just uh, keep getting that life cleaned up and allow the Lord to bring that godly individual into your life. And, again, if you find that everybody is just really getting caught up in bad relationships and you're praying about it and you're directing and, and, and praying for direction and, and, you know, you're still getting caught up in that, you might need to go after curses that would shape life to the point where you go after the the, the wrong individual uh, would accept the wrong individuals in your life. Because if they have a problem, you know, there's curses up on it. What curses do, as David said in, in Psalm 50, 51, that as he was praying, praying uh, uh, and asking the Lord to forgive him, he said uh, the ability that he was in and the problem that he had allowed in his life, he said, remember my life was shaped in iniquity. In other words, his life was shaped to take a particular form. Now, can these things be turned around? Sure they can. If we surrender to the Lord and get free from them, but many times God people are not getting the freedom that they need, and sometimes they end up in the same old pattern over and over and over. And many of the problems you will really never know because sometimes people don't talk about some of the things that they've done uh, in their lives beforehand or whatever, and those curses are still shaping lives. Amen. And uh, you know what I, I do is I'll, I oftentimes just ask God to open the right doors, shut the wrong doors. And, you know, Father Amen. God, we agree with Rosalind right now, and we ask that you to loose angels out there to create favor for her, mm-hmm. open new doors of opportunity, and uh, ask that you would... Send her a godly man that you want her to be with, that uh, they can work together for you uh, in the time that we've got remaining before you return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. you know, I, I believe that uh, God has a mate out there. Now, I will say that with a caveat that uh, I got an interesting email today. A brother was very angry. <laughs> we were praying with him, and uh, I don't know. I think he's 50 years old, and he's never been married. And so, you know, I just assumed he was looking for a good Christian woman, and I suggested, I said, brother, you want me to pray that the Lord will send you a good woman? (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe I got a little too zealous and I got angry. And he caught, he wrote me back and rebuked me today and says, uh, "How do you know I, I didn't want to be a eunuch just like Paul?" And I had to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, "Brother, you know, yes. If if the Lord has called you to uh, be like go. Paul, then then praise the Lord for it." <laughs> Amen. But uh, at any rate, we might. <laughs> Praise God for you, sister. Thank you for calling in tonight. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. Well, Pastor James, it's uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on tonight. Um, I'm going to have you close in prayer, but before you do, would you give out your contact information again and uh, tell people how they can support your ministry and reach you if they'd like to call for prayer? Yeah, the uh, the website number, uh, the website uh, is uh, called out assembly. Dot org. Uh, the name of the church is called Out Assembly Church. We meet at uh, 1370 West North Avenue, Melrose Park, Illinois, 60160. The number there, phone number there, 708-446-9745. We meet on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and on Tuesdays at 7. And we do uh, pray for those that come and need prayer in every one of the services. We uh, have a full service, and the Lord has really been, again, ministering to us, bringing a lot of freedom and teaching us and leading us and guiding us into that freedom. Thank God for that. Amen. Praise God. I would encourage everybody to go over there and check out the website. Uh, The Lord has done something for you. Uh, Write in and send a testimony to Pastor James. Uh, it always helps uh, to to hear from the people of God out there. Uh, you know, they overcame by the word and uh, the blood, the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Uh, and you Amen. know what? I was maybe a little too hasty, ready to shut it down. I think we've got a call that came in. So, uh, folks, we're still here. Let's go to the next phone call, uh, 614. You're on the air with Pastor James Mobley. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Pastor James Mobley. Hey there. Oh, how you doing? Hello. Good. Um, Hi, Shannon. This is Lisa. Um, I called in about three or four weeks ago, and I just wanted to give a... Hey, I wanted to give a testimony. (laughs) Hey, we'd love Um, to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I actually went to um, New York, and uh, Pastor John Goglin, I got some deliverance. I got delivered from the alcohol. Praise God. Yes. It's... I feel so much, I, I can't even describe to you, it's, I'm so excited. Um, I haven't had a drink. I have not had a drink since I left. But the thing Hallelujah. is, when I got the deliverance, it actually took the desire away. And I've been struggling with this for years. I mean, I've gone to AA, I've gone to meetings, I've prayed, I've cried out to God and everything. But when I got delivered from it, it literally took the desire away. Mm-hmm. It literally took the desire away, and um, I'm so full. I'm so excited now because I feel, you know, if God can deliver me from this, he can deliver me from from everything else that's going on in my life. It's just giving me so much hope, and it, it took a lot of me financially to drive all the way there, but if I had to do it all over again, I would. And actually, they're having a, a workshop at the end of this month, and um, I'm going to go back. I'm going back, and um, <laughs> I'm excited about it. And I just want to thank you, Shannon, for um, your radio show and 
allowing people to call in and, and get help. And um, anybody that's out there listening that has any type of addiction problems or anything like that, I suggest you get deliverance. Praise the because, Lord Jesus. Um, yes. It had such a strong hold on me that I tried everything. I absolutely tried mm-hmm. everything, and, and deliverance was, was what I needed. I mean, that thing I mean that thing threw me to the floor. I didn't even realize that it was that, mm-hmm. had that much of a hold on me. But, I mean, it threw me to the floor, and, I mean, it was like saying it didn't want to come out and everything. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, I didn't even realize what a hold it had on me. And, I mean, when that deliverance session was over, I was so tired. But mm-hmm. I was, I had a peace. I had such a peace about me. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to sleep mm-hmm. every night. Where before I wasn't able to sleep, you know, it's just, it's amazing because I I was even able to, to bring up things that had happened from my past that I didn't even realize that was still bothering me. And they even cast mm-hmm. some of that stuff out. So, I mean, it was just, yeah, I just want to say I just, it, it was it was definitely I'm glad I did it and for anybody that's listening I I suggest you do it too and they gave me um material on how to maintain my deliverance. The bookstore has all kinds of, of just deliverance materials and just anything that, that that a believer would need in order to, to help them in their in their spiritual walk. So Praise the Lord. You know, amen. That's, that's usually what happens when we get the bondage out. And I tell our people and say so many times, that's why we really need deliverance. There are, there, are, there are a lot of people that have been into a lot of bondage and whatnot. They get born again, but because they don't really have the freedom and can't maintain the walk that they need to walk, and if preachers are preaching the truth about walking with Jesus or whatever, many of them will look at themselves and say, I'm not born again because I got these problems. Are they... Uh, don't want to be a hypocrite yeah. and they leave the church. But see, what's yeah. needed is freedom. If they get the freedom that they need, exactly what you are talking about happening, this is what's happened. A lot of people that could be good workers and, 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 and hang in there and battle, sometimes they throw up their hand and quit because they get discouraged because they are and struggling. A lot of people don't even realize that it's demonic. I mean, I went on for years not knowing, and I went to pastor after mm-hmm. pastor after pastor, and, and I didn't realize that I needed deliverance. So mm-hmm. A lot of people out there that are Christians, they just don't know. And here in Ohio, mm-hmm. they don't have any. I was searching the Internet trying to find um, a a church here that actually believes that a Christian can have a demon. And I went through pages and pages, and I finally found one. I called them up, and the guy said, we moved a year ago. So they moved to Arizona, and I said, well, why did you guys do that? And he said, well, you know, God was just telling us that we, need, that we needed to move. I said, well, do you have, do you know of any pastors in Columbus, Ohio, that actually believe that, that a Christian can't have a demon? And he said, good luck. He said, I don't have any, I don't have any, um, recommendations for you. I, you know, he said, you can go onto my website, you can download material and everything. And so there's a lot of people struggling, but there's, there's nowhere for them to go. Everybody I have met needs freedom. I have never met anybody that didn't freedom. And, and, and this is why it is so critical. This is why I preach it. I know the other pastors and whatnot that are preaching on Omega Man, I know that's why they are preaching. They are not there for any other reason. They are just yeah. they they trying to help people. They know 
that everywhere these people are hurting at, and they need the message. That's why I, I, I preach. There are just so many areas I could be preaching uh, at good teaching about other areas, but this is something that's needed, deliverance, fighting, and getting this yeah, stuff out. Yeah, need it so it, bad. We desperately need it. Yeah. I mean, we need it in the church so bad. I mean, even the pastors, a lot of the pastors, too. But it's, all I mean, of, if you don't, all of need. don't know. Every pastor yeah. I have met needs freedom. Everyone. David needed. Okay. Paul needed. Peter needed. Everybody I know has needed freedom. And and, and if we yeah. don't get the freedom that we need, we're going to be held back. We, we're not going to be able to minister and do things uh, to the potential that the Lord wants us to do with that. Because mm-hmm. we're going to be bound up. And bondage means in prison, Isaiah 61. And he wants us out of prison so that we can go and, as he said, build a desolation. I preached the message in the uh, leaders conference about desolation. I was praying for a brother, good dear brother, uh, uh, in, in California last week. And as I was praying for one thing, he had told me to pray for him, and then the Lord just put it on my heart to break that curse of desolation, and that thing screamed and hollered and manifest so over the phone because it wasn't funny, and, 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 and then it came yeah. out. But that thing had been in his yeah. bloodline for many generations, that destruction, and it's in all of our families, destruction, one kind or another, this, that, and the other. My dad told me years ago, when I first started mentioning and praying, preaching about uh, curses and whatnot, he looked and listened, first of all, and, you know, and then he said, you know, son, what you're saying is true, because he said, I've lived long enough to see the same thing happen over and over in my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and there was a spirit that there was a mind control spirit, too, and it, it was, ah, uh, that, that was terrible. It was terrible, and I was just so focused on the alcohol. There were so many other things going on, but the alcohol was just stopping me from being able to just get at all that other stuff. So I'm, I'm slowly, yeah. I'm slowly being delivered from all these other things. But you know, that just had such a hold on me that I couldn't get to, you know, what I where I needed to go. But I just wanted to say thank you, and. Um, yeah. That testimony. I listen to the show every night. I download I download the, the shows, and I listen to them on my iPod when I'm at work. I sit there at my computer, <laughs> and I Praise listen God. to that while I'm doing my work. Yep. So. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. Just thank to show you. how much we appreciate that. God bless you so much, and thank you for uh, sharing your testimony. And the, the, Jesus said they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. God bless you. Thank you. I, I just want to say also uh, to you, sister, that's what blessed me. Now, I, I know that many leaders have got sidetracked and they think blessings and the money is in the fame and the fashion and money and cars. And, you know, that is the greatest. I mentioned last night and I said, well, that's the greatest blessing that I have ever received, seeing people get free, life turn around and whatnot. That is such a fulfillment. It's minister a blessing that I, I, I just can't. I really can't describe. It's, it's such a blessing to see a child's life get turned around and get free from this bondage. To hear testimony how the Lord and only the Lord brings us out of that bondage that we couldn't get out of. Yeah. So I, I thank you. I thank you guys and and keep it up because there's a lot of people out there listening. And a lot of people want needing to get delivered. So. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your testimony.
Uh, we got another call. Let's go to area code 612. Area code 612, you're on the air with Pastor James. Hello, Brother Shannon. Hey, hey, Joe, how are you, my friend? Good, how are things? And uh, are you still down down south? I, I am still down south, and uh, praise the Lord, I was able to get the Internet situation mm-hmm. worked out. So uh, uh, getting some things done down here. I, I'm at a half the pace that I was back in Georgia at the time. Of course, that's still my base camp, but uh, amen. We're, uh, we're making some progress here, praise God. In fact, um, we just got the website uh, put up this morning and um, working on some new strategies for, with the Lord. So praise God. How's your mom doing tonight? Uh, well, let's see. Um, you know, I, I didn't sleep well. Uh, partly I was doing some paperwork. I was behind and some stuff that I needed to do. And then uh, the other thing was it's just her. She had so much of that um, clear, but so much of that, like, congestion phlegm, you know? Yes. And this morning uh, she just seems pretty worn out now, like... Uh, Real bony, uh, you know. She's lost a lot of, a lot of weight. It's kind of been a wasting type of disease. Now so, your mother, uh, but I'm just standing here in the prayer. I, you know, I, I, the enemy was coming, saying she was almost gone. I go, well, no. God has the final. He's the one that says yes or no. So I'm going to believe God, and I'm not going to believe this negative. Uh, feeling, robot, you know, it wasn't uh, really a voice. It was just like a feeling, like a little back bit of anxiety. On, uh, Joe, I got an email that my uh, 79-year-old grandmother is uh, in intensive care and uh, oh, no. went in there for a, um, a problem uh, revolving around uh, being able to breathe, and, and uh, she's been battling with asthma and a, bro- uh, a bronchial infection. So they put wow. her in there, and uh, the doctor said, the only way we're going to be able to treat it is to give you some high-powered antibiotics. In fact, it's so powerful that it could stop your heart. We need to know that if it gives you a heart attack, um, do you want us to put you on life support? And I'm thinking, dear God, have mercy. Um, yeah. What are they put? What are they put? You know, putting into her IV. Well, of course, I called and uh, I prayed, and I got my mother up there with her now. And what we started to do is just rebuke the spirit of infirmity and death and destruction. Okay. And uh, just keep covering her in the blood of Jesus and. Uh, break these curses that are being sent out to her by people that are speaking death over her. You know, okay. if you're if you're in the Lord's hand, nothing can touch you unless God allows it. So, you know, he controls mm-hmm. our heartbeat. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. Amen. Or how many you had before, if you happen to be bald-headed. Uh, no offense to the people out there with no hair. Oh, but, well, my, but my I'm point is... There. is <laughs> I'm halfway there, brother. God knows I'm it all. Here. We just got... We got to be in his in, in in his hand and do what he asks us to do, and uh, I would be every day just rebuking that spirit of infirmity, death, and destruction, and the lying spirit, which is telling you that your mother's going to die. Um, just keep rebuking it in the name of Jesus and cover it with the blood of Jesus. Of course, we're going to pray for it tonight. What would you add to that, Pastor James? What would you do with uh, an ailing mother? How old is she, Joe? She's uh, last week and a half. Eighty-three. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but, you know, I, I would keep going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Brother James, I just want to say I really appreciate, uh, you know, every every guest uh, pastor that uh, Brother Shannon has, they bring something a little different, which is good because it edifies the body of Christ. Amen. 
And I just like the way the Lord, or you've allowed the Lord to use you to the extent that when you start speaking the word, it's like, it's like uh, you know, it's just, it's just word keeps coming out, and that's edifying, and I thank the Lord for that. And I just want to praise the Lord for, for, for you, my brother. Praise the Lord. And they are all the brothers, like you say, everybody's a little different, but the brother, other brothers, they have some really powerful messages, and I enjoy those messages, enjoy those preachers uh, and stuff, and just thank God for everybody that are sharing the truth of God's word, every last one. I thank God for everybody, those some good men that are sharing the gospel, and Shannon and others that are on the program. Thank God for those men, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just anointed her and myself with oil, knowing that I probably would get on the air. And so we're okay. standing here just receiving from the Lord. Okay. Uh, as Shannon was saying, uh, those spirits of destruction and all that stuff, actually, Lord, to just uh, uh, help you battle against them and bind them up and, 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 and uh, break the curses of death, destruction, and whatnot, you'd be surprised how many spirits that are already in people that are trying to aid that death and all that stuff that the enemy is trying to bring. So uh, standing up against it, crying out to the Lord to bring healing, restoration, and coming against Armadove. He's one of the prince of destruction. Uh, okay. he, he's in there to try to cause destruction and, 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 and just cry out to the Lord for mercy and healing and restoration and restoration for Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank and we you, will Lord. be praying. I'm jotting these people down as, uh, as All right, uh, Pastor. they are mentioning so I can uh, uh, go back to them, yeah. Your name is Matilda. I'm your name is Matilda. Her name is Matilda. Matilda? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're originally from down south. We're from Houston. Okay, Texas, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. Uh, I'm kind of a strange, kind of a, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm an American of Mexican descent, but I always grew up around black folks, so I got that whole combination played there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. <laughs> well, praise the Lord wherever you come from, but thank God for Jesus, brother. Yes, Lord. Amen. Okay, praise Jesus. Uh, Father God, we just agree with uh, Joe and Pastor James and lift up Matilda tonight. We cover with the blood of Jesus. We rebuke this spirit of infirmity, death, and destruction. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, command to come out of her in Jesus' name. Amen. Along with every other foul spirit, and they're to go where the Lord Jesus sends them. Your foul spirits are not going to hurt her. You're just going to come out and go to where Jesus sends you. Amen. And we loosen to her, Father God, the healing power of God. We ask, Father God, for a supernatural touch on her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we say be healed in Jesus' name of that infirmity. And, uh, Pastor James, a question for you. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Joe had uh, indicated to me that uh, he was not sure of uh, if his mother had accepted uh, Jesus Christ as her Savior. And uh, mm-hmm. she right now presently is not able to speak much. What can uh, be done for his mother so that um, well, well, if she, is, she if, can be certain she's where she's going to spend? If she's aware, I've heard people, and I don't know uh, whether everybody is like this, but I've heard people that even say that they, when they were in comas, they could hear people speak to them. And Pastor yeah, Man used to talk about from time to time. Just go and 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 and, and ask them uh, whether they are able to talk or not. Uh, whether they want to receive Jesus, sometimes they maybe can squeeze your hand and 
just ask them to to accept them in their heart. You know, they can do that. Agree that with you when you when you lead them through the uh, prayer and the gospel and whatnot, and they can accept Jesus Christ. I've seen people at the right at that last few moments accept Jesus Christ. For instance, Amen. there was a kid in the area got shot and killed some years ago, right in the block that we lived on. And uh, I was out of town at a meeting at the time, but uh, my wife was saying that she she wasn't at home. So uh, there was uh, another Christian lady right at right down the street. So she was saying the other night she went and asked this lady, "Did you go out there and lead this young man to Christ?" She mm. said she did. Neighbors got mad, but she said, "Why he was." They're bleeding, so the boy asked her, said, well, is, is I'm going to die? She said, unfortunately, yes. But will you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? And she led him through the sinner's prayer, and he accepted Jesus Christ just moments before he died there. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Joe, so, you know, it, it's possible, brother, uh, just like uh, Pastor James says. Is she able mm-hmm. to... Uh, squ- um, uh, is she able to blink her eye or give you any sign when you ask her a question that she understands? Um, sometimes she'll stare at me. She's not that responsive. I, I think that that um, you know she grew up within a Baptist uh, household, but you know she didn't really like go to church much. But I remember one time when she came to visit me up here, I took her to a a Messianic congregation, and the the pastor's wife led her back into relationship with Jesus. So I think okay. it's there. I think sometimes it's just. It's just the enemy, you know. The enemy tries to put all kinds of doubts and stuff, and I just mm-hmm. need to I need to just take full charge and tell the enemy to get to go where Jesus wants him to go. Well, you know, you know if I'm sorry, if she's born again, that's it. The Lord's gonna work in her life to the day of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, uh, that's why he says in the book of uh, uh, John three sixteen, John uh, uh, John three and five, I believe it is. You must be born again. There's a spiritual transformation take place. And the Lord knows those that are here. If you're thinking that she's not saved, the Lord wants her saved more so than you ever want her to get saved and more so than she wanted to be, even probably be saved. Amen, so just bind God to those girls. Bind this God to the world over her and just share the gospel. The Bible tells us that the gospel is the power of God to salvation to all those that believe. Share the gospel, how that Jesus died on the cross for sin, and all she got to do is, uh, confess with her mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and I ask him in her heart, I call on the Lord for salvation, and he, he won't turn away. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you, pastors. I'll be praying for your grandmother, Shannon. Praise God. God bless you, brother. Um, uh, of course, let me correct you. I'm not a pastor. I'm just uh, <laughs> just uh, the, the radio show host. Pastor James, he's the pastor. But praise hey, God. Man. God bless hey, you, brother. Evangelist. Omega man. I I'll take that. I, I can I can work as evangelist. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God bless you, brother, for calling in. Bye-bye. Folks, uh, remember Matilda, uh we've got another call here. Uh eight seven oh area code. Eight seven oh you're on there with Pastor James Mobley. Hi. This is Laura Sickler. Laura, how are mm-hmm. you tonight? Oh I'm up, I'm down. I'm calling for prayer for me and my whole household. Praise the Lord, yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, tell us what's going on right now. Do you know the Lord is your Savior? Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, are you uh, you under attack right now? What's your uh, what's, yes. what prayer request you have for tonight? 
Pardon me? Yes. Uh, uh, you said you're looking for prayer for you and your household? Right. There's a lot of battles with the enemy. Amen. He's trying to take us all down, split the households up and destroy right. our, our children. And so, um, you know, we've got to be on guard and, and, do, and go to battle for our loved ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, any particular area you want us to pray over tonight? Um, you being attacked in a certain area or just in general? Oh, the mind and the heart. Yes, so, uh, just, uh, um, you, you, uh, you have a physical problem with your heart or just the enemy attacking you in the heart? Enemy attacking in the heart. Do okay. my loved ones. Okay. Okay, any other area? So we'll just kind of know how to pray or whatever. I'm writing this stuff down so I, I can even pray for you later on, too. Well, they've all been raised in church. They know the Lord. They They know how to pray. Uh, okay. They just uh, went astray, and uh, the battle <laughs> that I've had as a mother, okay. you know, praying, praying over them, praying for them. They're all grown children, and I have uh, ten grandchildren, okay. and uh, my ha- my household just needs a lot of prayer. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. You know, Pastor James, uh, I've heard. Um, the term loosing the spirits of adoption yeah. to people. What does it mean, mean by the spirit of adoption? Well, uh, you know, adoption for salvation, the healing, the deliverance. We ask the Lord to just adopt His children, and the demons hates it. I don't know. I, I don't understand everything that goes on in the spiritual realm when we do this, but anything the enemy hates, I, I, I like. I like to ask the Lord to do and. Uh, uh, that's one of the things that we do in prayer as we're led and guided by the Holy Spirit to pray that the Lord would lose the adoption of salvation, healing, deliverance in, in his in his people. Also, uh sound like one of the things that need to be taken place. The Bible tells us that the Lord can and will give repentance over in the book of Timothy. Uh it sounds like maybe the children need repentance and as they repent of their sins, the Lord would do and also yourself, if you if you drifted away in some areas of your life, when the Lord, when you really genuinely repent, the Lord will renew that heart. He will recircumcise that heart like David did in Psalm, Psalm 51. And he cleans that heart up and straighten that thing up and minister to him. And that's what we're going to pray that the Lord would do for you and your household and get them back on track. They'll take out that stony heart, that stiff-necked and rebellion and all that hard-heartedness and all that stuff that the enemy feels the life up when sin and stuff come back into our lives. Amen. Absolutely. Very much. Absolutely. You know, we can, we can uh, stand in the gap for our children, our lost loved ones. And uh, I believe the Lord will honor our prayers and, Amen. and he'll send the Holy spirit to convict them, take the scales off their eyes and, uh, mm-hmm. and bring them back. You know, he doesn't want anybody to perish. And um, especially if we're a believer, I believe that uh, the Lord really hears our prayers when, when it comes down to our loved ones, and uh, he he knows how much we love them. We want to see them all come back in. You know, look at the prodigal son. You know, Amen. Powerful story, and so uh, praise God. We love to pray with you tonight, brother James. Gracious Father, we thank you for your power, Father. There's nothing too hard for you. You're sovereign, omnipotent, and omnipresent. You know everything. 
Father, as you as we are, are praying for this sister and her family, Lord, and her family. Father, your words say that you are married to the backslider. Your words say that you want to give repentance. We pray, O oh God, that you would give every one of those children that has drifted away from you repentance to the acknowledging of the truth so that they can recover themselves from the snare of the enemy. Father, we pray that you'd fight against this wicked spirit, all those wicked spirits that are trying to destroy your children, Father. Father, that's trying to wipe them out. Father, your word says, as the enemy come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. We pray that you'd fight against the wicked demons that are fighting against this family, that you'd be their shield, that you'd be their butler, that you'd stand up for their help, that you'd draw the spirit, stop the way of this enemy that's trying to destroy this family. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you'd have mercy upon this mother and her family. Father, that you would, according to your loving kindness, your mother to the tender mercy, as David prayed, blot out every transgression, sin, iniquity, even in the bloodline, that you would wash and cleanse from every stain, every sin, that you would create in them clean and new heart and renew the right spirit in them, O oh Father, restore the joy of salvation. And, Father, work in their lives, as your word said, you will work to the day of Jesus Christ. Father, work in their lives, uh, repentance and healing and, and all that is needed. Give Godless sorrow, who is righteous repentance, that not be repentant of. We rebuke and bind all the wicked spirits that are trying to manipulate and pull them away from their relationship in Jesus Christ. We pray that your spirit will begin to work mightily in the heart of all these young folks and this mother in Jesus Christ's name. Father, you said whatever we ask in Jesus' name, you would do that. The Father will be glorified. We want you to do this. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Absolutely. God Praise bless you. I feel God the uh, you, heat from the Holy Spirit all over me. <laughs> amen. Thank you. Father God, I, I'm in agreement, and we just lift up our sister right now. Laura, we ask that you would loose your warrior angels right now to surround her and her family for their protection. We just apply the blood of Jesus to this sister, to her mm-hmm. family, to her home and her property. Loose the ministering spirits of God into her right now, power and love and a sound mind, wisdom and knowledge, Ephesians 1.17. And we're asking God you would create new doors of opportunity for her to minister for you and do the work that you've called her to do in these last days. Bless her finances. Give her favor with men. And we thank you, Father God, for this uh, sister that's standing in the gap for her kids and her ten grandchildren. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you, sister. Thank you. You call in any time. Thank you very much for calling in tonight. Amen. Thank you. Well, folks, we're coming up towards the end of the show, and uh, I just wanted to make a comment. The uh, the sister that called in gave the testimony about uh, deliverance from that alcohol spirit. You know, folks, she made a decision that changed the course of her life. She decided Amen. to go get help got set free of these tormenting spirits, was delivered of an alcohol spirit, and is sober right now and has no desire or craving for that. Now, I know that, uh, Pastor James, there's people that don't know Christ, and they'll try to do it cold turkey. They may even check into a place like Betty Ford, but if you look at the recent stories of all the actors and actresses who have went in and out of these clinics, they went to see guys like Dr. Phil. Folks, when you're battling a demon... There's not any cold turkey that's going to kick that demon out. There's only one thing, and that's being 
kicking them out after repenting in Jesus' name and then being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. No, no AA program is going to uh, kick the demon out of you. It comes out only by one name, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this lady got set free. That's true deliverance, and that's uh, true healing. I know some people that uh, are trying to do it on their own, and all I can tell you is if you don't get the demon out, you may have uh, starved him out for a while, but the demon's still there, and what he's going to do, he's going to wait till a, uh, a time convenient to him, and he's going to come back with a vengeance and uh, take you out. And uh, I use a, a story to illustrate this, there was a, a guy, Pastor James, a uh, famous mm-hmm. rock star. His name was Mike Starr, incidentally. He was mm-hmm. uh, the bass player for a uh, a rock band called Alice in Chains. He's dead now at age 44. He died mm-hmm. Tuesday in his home out in Salt Lake City. And mm-hmm. uh, he's the second to have died in that band. This is a band, in fact, that uh, blasphemed the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their lead singer died at uh, age 34, named Lane Staley, after battling heroin and crack addiction. Now, this this uh, bassist who just died Tuesday, uh, mm. he was in and out of rehab. He had even went to Dr. Dr. Phil for help. Dr. Phil wasn't his answer, people. It was Jesus Christ whom he should have been seeking. Now, I'm not his judge. I can only hope and pray that he called out to Jesus Christ before his spirit left the body. But if he didn't, he's in a world of torment where there's no rest day or night. And he had a real problem. He was addicted to drugs. They did a reality show featuring him. And uh, it's my belief that the enemy took him out on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We don't know all the reason that he died, whether it was heart attack, uh, drug overdose, or suicide. I just don't know the details yet. But don't let it it take you out, folks. You don't have to wait till you're dead. You can Mm -hmm. sing Jesus Christ tonight as your Savior. Then, as a Christian, you can seek deliverance and get set free of these addictions. It doesn't matter what addiction you've got right now. Heroin, methamphetamine, crack, cocaine, crystal, you know, marijuana, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. They'll all take you down. We've got to, uh, we've got to root out the, the root cause, and that's Satan and his host of hell, which are trying to destroy us, get set free, and then those addictions can go in Jesus' name. So... I just want to encourage everybody to uh, make a decision that uh, you're not going to let the enemy take you out. Like having that poor brother on Tuesday, get deliverance while you still got breath in your body, is, is my word tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you for coming on tonight, brother. Would you close this program in prayer? Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, you've seen and you heard all that has been said and done. You see all the individuals that have come seeking help, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that you would just keep battling and helping your children in Jesus' name. Father, we bind up all the wicked spirits that would try to come and steal what you have done, the word of God, and all that you want to do tonight in Jesus' name. We bind the enemy from interfering. We pray that walls of fire, lights, and darkness will be put between those wicked demon, that you began to bring your people out like you did Israel out of Egypt, Father. And, Father, we pray that you would supply every need in Jesus' name. We rebuke and pull down and bind the strongholds in the in the heavens, in the earth, and within. We bind up every remaining demon that are trying to hold on to God's people, and we loose them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray that you'd cover everyone with the blood of Jesus Christ and station angels to battle for them and over them for their household 
Let no hurt, harm come. We pray that your blessing will come upon all. Every individual that has been cursed, or any witch, warlock, or anybody that's trying to curse God's people, we nullify those curses according to Luke ten nineteen. We have power over you. We rebuke you. We lose confusion upon those demons. And, and Father, we pray that those curses will be driven back on the head of the demons. Those that are, are, are sending the curse, we pray that you bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and save them. Stop this in them by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that a standard be raised up against this wicked enemy, and we pray as we close up, we pray that you, O oh God, that all these folks and all the listeners that hear would be committed to you and the word of your grace that able to build them up. Father, please help everyone, those that are trying to make a decision whether they are to accept Jesus. We pray, O oh God, that you draw them with the loving kindness into this knowledge of salvation uh, healing and deliverance in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for coming on tonight, Pastor James. God bless you abundantly. And Thank you so much for having me, uh, Shannon. It's a real blessing. And thank you for standing up and trying to reach God's people and get them free. We Praise the Lord Jesus. Day. Well, you know, the, the harvest is uh, ready and there's workers, a few folks. As Pastor James said, Every able man, woman, and child report to the battle lines. We've got a job we can do for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother James. We'll see you on next Wednesday, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you again for having me, Shannon. We'll be praying for you, brother. Folks, that was Pastor James Mobley of Called Out Assembly Church. His website, calledoutassembly.org. I would encourage you to go over there and uh, support the work of Pastor James Mobley. We've got a couple callers on the line, so... Uh, I'm going to um, take the calls, and if you need prayer tonight, we'll, we'll stay here as long as you need. I can always go in overtime, so that's what we're here for. Uh, 917-889-2745. Let's go to the next caller. Uh, caller, area code 727. How are you tonight? I'm good. How you doing, Shannon? It's Ann. Uh, you prayed with me the other night. My phone shut off just when we were getting somewhere. Well, um, you know what? The I'm enemy not, often does that. He likes to disconnect if he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I got a lot of relief, but, you know, um, I believe I got a lot of the limp, little demons out. You got out through the prayer. It was awesome. I felt really um, in another dimension when you guys were just naming all the spirits. They just were really um, letting me, you know, get some peace. But um, I think, but, but what I don't understand. What I don't understand, though, um, like I had talked to another person, and they told me that I need to get the strong man out, otherwise it's not going to work. Well, I tell you, uh, what, what, uh, number one, it's um, the deliverance you got, and that was a result of the Lord Jesus Christ. He does the deliverance. You know, I'm just, um, I'm just a person, I'm just a prayer uh, worker, and that's, that's all we can do is pray. But we do have authority to cast these things out through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to give him the praise for the deliverance. But, um, okay. yeah, what they're talking about is uh, the word says, um, first you want to bind the strong man, because um, how can you spoil the strong man's goods unless you first bind him? And having bound him, then you can spoil his goods. And it's talking about uh, his demons under his control. Um, that's that's one interpretation of it. The, the, the goods are his demons, or... Another way you can look at it, it's uh, the person that he has uh, under his, you know, his captivity, and uh, that's the person getting the deliverance. You know, you bind up that strong man, 
and then, you know, the person can get set free. But uh, the point is, is uh, yeah, usually what we find out is uh, every person has a strong man, and you've got to work your way up to that. Uh, sometimes it's easier than others to get to that strong man and cast him out. Uh, there's a number of things involved. Um, do you know who the strong man is? You know, I wish that we could just say, I command all demons to come out now in Jesus' name. And they would all come out, and it would be over with. But it doesn't work that way, folks. We didn't get them all, all in overnight. We don't get rid of them instantly. Number one, God's not going to give any of us uh, more deliverance than we can maintain, because that would be doing us a disservice. It's like in Numbers 33, verses 50 to 57, he gave a commandment to the Israelites to go into enemy territory and drive them out. And they did it bit by bit. And uh, the reason it wasn't instantly is he wanted them to be able to keep the territory once they drove out the enemy, because he knew that they would come back and try to war and take it back. So he needed them to get into some battle, get some you know practice, basic training, and, uh, and learn how to defend the future attacks that would come. And it's that way in our lives, too. You know, uh, we can be set free and be victorious, and he'll do it bit by bit. So in the issue of the strong man, what happens a lot of times is you'll be doing deliverance, and, you know, unless the Holy Spirit were to tell you who it was right off the bat, and that doesn't always happen, um, you've got to go in there and uh, just start fighting your way up the, the chain, and the strong man many times will sacrifice some of the demons under his command. In other words... You know, they'll get thrown out. He'll fight tooth and nail to stay in, even if it means all the other demons got to go and he's the last one remaining. Then he can keep the door open, you know, bring more in later if the person keeps sinning. So, you know, he has what you may term a shield demon or shields. And, you know, there could be, you know, who, no telling how many is in a person. It really just depends on a number of factors. Um, their involvement in sin, generational curses, sins of the fathers, you know, what that person uh, has opened themselves up to, or been opened up to through their family lines, you know, and everybody's different. Uh, I never met anybody that's got one demon. Most people probably have legions, uh, including myself from time to time. So, you know, the the, the point is, is uh, we want to get them out. And um, the way we do that is confessing sin, kicking the demon out in the name of Jesus, and then keeping those doors closed and not going back and opening them up again. You know, in other words, if... Uh, if demons came in through drugs and alcohol, you know, you, you're going to get, you're going to repent of that, get delivered, and you're not going to go back and do it again. You know, if they came in through sexual sins, fornication, and adultery, you know, we repent of that, and we don't go back and do those things again. Otherwise, they're going to come back again. And so, uh, you know what? Um, even the Apostle Paul, which was, you know, expert deliverance worker, he battled certain demons, and, you know, it took, took an hour sometimes, just to get one of them out. Um, you know, we're not Jesus Christ. We've got the authority of the keys of the kingdom, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we can do. And, again, God won't always uh, give us um, total deliverance because, hey, again, we might not be able to keep it, and then that would be a disservice. Because if they come back and we're not being filled with the Holy Spirit, the demons would just come back seven times worse, and then your end state would be worse in the beginning. So, you know, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. You you get a little bit of deliverance, you peel it back a layer. Now you find another layer. God shows you something else you've got to repent of. You repent of that, cast the demon out, and you, you peel back the layer. Now you've got another layer. You keep going down and down until you get to the core. And uh, we have seen the strong man kicked out. I believe yeah. uh, 
we got pretty close today with uh, one individual and um, really spoiled <laughs> that, that strong man's kingdom, you know, uh, through the power and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He did the work. We were just uh, in agreement with the sister and and standing on the authority. So, you know, keep the faith is all I want to say to everybody out there. Um, and, you know, you can overcome. Just uh, yeah, well, going away I'm at it. Close. I've closed all the doors, and I'm doing the uh, the warfare prayers every day now. Fantastic. And, um, so I, um, you know, I don't have any sexual relations outside of my husband, and uh, the alcohol stopped. Uh, like I said, I got off the oxycontin, but I'm still on the subutox, waiting for pure delivery. I shut off my TV. I read my Bible. I pray. I go to church three times a week. I mean. You know, I'm keeping them out, but I want to get rid of that strong man. So, but I'm Amen. not sure how. How do they come out? What, what well, do know, they do? Really, you know, uh, demons are their spirit, right? You know, they've lost their fleshly body uh, that they once had, and um, their goal is to rest, okay, and inhabit you or I if they can get in, so that they can. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a vehicle. They want to, <laughs> they want to carjack your vehicle kick you out, and they want to take control and start driving it. And so that's the way they look at human beings as vehicles for them that they can drive and control, and then they can uh, interact with this uh, this dimension. You know, uh, So that's their goal is to get in and, and take you and I over and use us um, as their robots, so to speak, for lack of a better word. Uh, but remember, they are spirit, and so when they come out, they come out through the breath, um, Different ways they can manifest as they're coming out, screams, yawns, burps. Uh, they'll talk as they're coming out. That's why we really interrogate them and get them to talk and find out uh, who's in there and so we can get, get them out quicker, break the legal rights that they have to be in there and kick them out in Jesus' name. They'll come out as vomiting. Uh, any number of ways they, they want to come out. The best thing is, though, is they just come out <laughs> because they come out. Is it possible they already the strong man already came out and I don't know it? Chances are um, that there's, you know, there's probably still a strong man in there. But hey, you know what? You can uh, you can bind and cage that strong man, and uh, you can start breaking down his uh, his kingdom inside and and winning the war. And uh, you know, it's like you own a piece of property. You're going to have some some grass to cut, some weeds to to clear, to pull, some logs to move, and bit by bit, you start to take that land back and what was just a big trash heap uh starts to take on some beauty again and you get control of your life your mind you start thinking clear um you get total restoration of the soul and mind you know that's the real wealth of the soul that pastor mobley was talking about that we should pursue uh god's looking to make us wealthy in our souls you know getting them back uh not necessarily make us wealthy with a bunch of money what would you rather have, a million dollars or have your soul restored? Oh, yeah, that's easy. So, could antidepressants stop the uh, the demons and the strong man from coming out? Is that a uh, mind block? Absolutely. That's a big hurdle. You see, what happens is, is God puts a hedge of protection around us uh, for our protection because these demons would, would love to just pour on in. And uh, thank God for the hedge of protection. But if we, we break that hedge through willful sin or things like psychotropic drugs, 
what that does is it lowers that threshold and then the the demons are able to come in and you know it's like uh these like Heath Ledger you know the guy who played Batman uh the Joker in Batman yes you know most of these actors become demon possessed to take on and be able to do the parts many of them even call the spirits to come in so they'll play a better part a really bad idea and you know he he actually became that part and he he started to not be able to sleep had insomnia was being tormented by the evil part that he had to play and he wanted to be you know as best as he could so he became that joker and uh, he couldn't sleep and he started to take psychotropic drugs he was taking oxycotton and a number of things mixed them and you know it would only deaden the torment in his mind from the demons for an hour at a time and then they would be back again but what he didn't know is that he was just making it that much easier for them to take control and ultimately kill him and he died in manhattan in an apartment in an overdose so drugs are not the answer folks they they may deaden the symptoms of the torment but you're just going to be worse for it in the end and you're actually surrendering control of your mind and remember the mind is a battlefield you yeah, got to stay in to control, because if you don't stay in control, someone else will control, and that's the demons. Yeah, well, you know, I went through a big bout when I broke my neck, so I started taking antidepressants because my doctor recommended it. So he gave me 40 milligrams of um, of some cell effects, and I, um, I'm dwindling down. I'm down to 10 now, but it's real hard to get off of them because the side effects is incredible. Very uh, hard, in fact. Some of them will cause you to want to commit suicide. And, and think about it, folks. Who would make you commit suicide? It's a demon. Because, you yeah. see, they've got control of people through this pharmacia. The, the Revelation talks about nations that would be you know, working in pharmacia and sorcery. And really the number one exporter of drugs is America. Really, it's, got, it's a picture of America, Babylon, the end time. But, you know, that's the answer that we throw out to people. But what you want to do, basically, is uh, tell your doctor, saying, look, uh, this is not good for me. I don't believe it is. Would you take it, doctor, and look at look for their answer? Most of them would never touch this with a 10-foot pole. And what you do is just say, look, I don't want this toxic stuff in my body. I would like you to wean me off of it. And then what, usually what they'll do is they'll start cutting the dosages and get you to the point that you can jump off of it. And, of course, listen, with prayer, we can overcome any addiction, and uh, God can help you wean off of that. So that's my advice to people that's wanting to break the – Break these psychotropic drugs. Um, battle, you know, because it's a battle for your mind, and you you've got to be in control. Or the demons are going to take take us out. So let's pray tonight. How about that? Okay, that'd be great. And I want to say, folks, we've got about five minutes before the stream goes off, but I still have another hour I can pray. So if you need prayer tonight, very important you dial in now, so you're able to get through before the the switchboard shuts down and won't allow you to call in. So the number is. 917-889-2745. And we'll pray. We've got another hour. Okay, sister, we're going to go after some things here. Um, refresh my memory. Uh, tell me some other gateways that you think the demons may have gained some entry. You mentioned uh, some psychotropic drug use. What else? Um, we went through some renunciation prayers the last time we, we prayed, didn't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we went through them, uh, pretty, pretty, a lot of them, but um, I forgot, I let the, um, I had my friend who was a card reader, she yeah. was practicing, and she wanted to do an occult reading over my life, oh, little okay. did I know that um, that reading the tarot cards is, you know, not, not a good thing, I didn't know. Well, in fact, what happens, 
folks is if we do anything, um, even one time, thinking, hey, you know, what can it hurt? We just cursed ourselves, actually. And so we've got a curse on us now down to three and four generations. So what would happen is you end up cursing yourself, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren by touching witchcraft. That's how serious that is. So let's cover that tonight. And um, I'm just going to have you uh, follow me in a simple prayer, sister. What's your first name? Anne. Anne. And, folks, if you're out there and you've ever played with the occult, Ouija board, tarot card, fortune teller, water witching, maybe you went to see Harry Potter, which is a whole movie on how to do witchcraft. Um, You're under a witchcraft curse. You need to break it. And the way you do it is just repent, and then you can close that gateway. So just you know, pray with us. Um, So, Sister, just go ahead and say, uh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent. I repent. Of any involvement that I've ever had with the occult. Of any involvement that I've had with the occult. To include um, the time that I went to see this lady and she wanted to read my future. Uh, to the time when I had the the woman read my future with the cards and uh, the Reiki. She even prayed for Reiki over me for healing. I repent of that, Lord Jesus. And... Um, any other involvement that I may have had, um, Lord, just I ask you to forgive me tonight of it in Jesus' name. And anything else I've had, Lord, I ask you to forgive me in Jesus' name. I also um, repent of any sins of my forefathers uh, in the area of witchcraft, Lord Jesus. I repent of any of my forefathers in witchcraft, Lord Jesus. My grandmother, she was a tea reader. Sorry, Lord. And Lord, we just we just uh, stand in agreement tonight, Father God. I just lift my sister Anne up, and uh, I thank you for her, Lord. And I just apply the blood of Jesus to her right now. And Father God, I ask that you and loose warrior angels to surround her and to secure the phone line tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind this spirit of Boise. We bind this prince and power of the air. Any foul spirits that would try to attack this connection tonight or prevent anybody from getting in who wants to call in in Jesus' name. Now, Ann, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray. We'll see what the Lord does. Uh, Don't say anything. Just agree in your mind. That's all. Because if demons come out, they're going to come out as breath. If you feel nauseous, get a trash can. Uh, If you have to vomit, praise God. That's a demon coming out. They can come out any way they want, but what we don't want to do is it's like an ambulance. If it's coming down the road, you don't want to get in its way. Just step to the side and let it get out. And so just agree in your mind and war against these spirits in your mind. Okay. Disregard that warning. We're going into overtime now. Father God, I just lift up my sister Anne. I bind the strong man in Anne, and I bind it in me. And I forbid any transference of spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Anne, it says where two or three are gathered, Jesus is in the midst, so he's right there with you right now and with me. And um, I bind your strong man, and I bind every other foul spirit inside of you that's been tormenting you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, I'm not talking to you, Ann. I'm talking to the foul spirit. You foul, wicked spirits. When we call your name, you're going to come out of her, and you're going to go to where the Lord Jesus sends you, and you're not going to hurt her as you're coming out. Right now, I just break and cut all lines of communication in the camp of the enemy. You foul, wicked spirits, I cut off all communication between you. I forbid you to communicate with one another, and I cut off any connections on the outside that would be feeding you or supporting you in Jesus' name. Angels of God, I call you down in the name of the Lord Jesus to surround her 
when attack formation, swords drawn, dipped in the blood of Jesus, angels of God, just go ahead and start smiting these spirits. I put an angel of God at your lowest point to start driving the spirits up and out with the sword of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask loose blindness and confusion on these demons right now and cause their minds to be spinning around, Lord. I ask that you would loose confusion into the camp of the enemy, just like you did when David had to go down and fight and the enemy just got up and in confusion started to sort itself in Jesus' name and, and consumed its own selves. I'm talking to you demons right now, civil war right now. I command you to attack each other. That's your new commission. Attack, attack, destroy each other. That is your assignment. I reprogram you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you foul, wicked spirits. You're going to loose her and come out tonight. All spirits that came in through witchcraft, manifest and go. Come out right now. Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you. Spirits that came in through tarot cards, tea leaves, spirit of divination, manifest. Manifest and go. She doesn't want you. She doesn't want you. She's already repented of that sin. It's covered on the blood, demons. Manifest and go right now. Angels of God, bring up the spirit of witchcraft, divination right now in Jesus' name. Bring it to the surface. Manifest, demon. You foul, wicked spirit. You came into the family line, didn't you? To the grandmother. What's your assignment, demon, to destroy him? Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus Christ. I command every deliverance blocker or binding spirit, come out of Anne right now in Jesus' name. Loose her and let her go. Loose her human spirit right now that you've held captive in Jesus' name. I just break the yoke off of her neck in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose her mind and let her go. Let's go, demon. Let's go. I'm seated with Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenlies. It means I'm high above Satan looking down on you, demons. You're no match for the blood of Jesus Christ and the keys of the kingdom that he's given us to tread on you and to prevail over all works of the enemy. Are you, demon? We've got power and authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, don't we? Now, what's your assignment, demon? Manifest right now. Let's have a little talk. Angels of God, bring these spirits up. Father God, I ask that you would point your finger down on this spirit that you want out tonight. In Jesus' name. Manifest, demon. All the torment that you put on in, I put you back on you, demons. You take it back. In Jesus' name. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ down the throat of every foul spirit inside of you, Ann. I just cover each demon with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Hey, demons, how do you like the blood of Jesus? You're defeated by it, aren't you? Be weakened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, demons, manifest right now. Manifest. Do you have a legal right to be in there? We'll talk to the strong man. Manifest right now. Come up. Angels of God, bring the spirits up in Jesus' name. Just put a hook in their mouth. Chain these demons right now. I bind every foul spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You spirits of witchcraft, divination, sorcery, voodoo, tea leaves, coffee grounds, ekankar, water witching, crystal ball, Ouija board, manifest and come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Let's go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. 
and come out. Let's go. Come out. You foul spirits of Eastern meditation and Reiki, I'm talking to you. I haven't forgot about you. You manifest to come out right now in Jesus' name. Let's go. Reiki, come out. Come out. Spirits that came in through the laying on of hands by a Reiki practitioner, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Loose in and let her go. Come out of her. All spirits that were transferred through the laying on of hands. Let's go, demons. Lord Jesus, rebuke you. You got in when that lady laid hands on her to to do a Reiki healing, didn't you, demon? Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Loose her tongue right now. Angels of God, bring up these demons that came in through Reiki and witchcraft. I close your third eye right now. I pour the blood of Jesus over all your chakras that were opened up by these demons. How do you like that, demons? Close the third eye in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you. You foul, wicked spirits. Look at the Lord Jesus standing next to my sister. What's he telling you to do? Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Angels of God, go in and just start sorting these demons. Sort them. Sort them. Sort them. Attack. Attack. Father God, I ask that you would discomfit these foul spirits with your lightning in Jesus' name. I ask that you let the angel of the Lord make their way slippery and chase these demons, Father God. Just as your word says in Psalms, I ask God that you would be her high tower right now and you'd fire the arrows dipped in the blood of Jesus to pierce these foul spirits in the necks, in their bodies. Make them a pincushion. Let the hornets of heaven go and just sting the demons. God, I ask you even send the hounds of heaven to come down there and chase and rout these demons out in Jesus' name. Come out of her right now. Come out. Come out. Come out. Lord Jesus, rebuke you. Come out. Come out. Come out. There you go. Come on out. Look at Jesus. Where's he telling you to go, Jesus? Where's he telling you to go? Demon, I, I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Manifest. What's your name, demon? What's your assignment? How'd you get in, demon? Are you a child of a fool with no name? Maybe they didn't bother to give you a name, demon? Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Just drink the blood of Jesus. Angels of God, open the jaws of every foul spirit in the end right now. I pour the blood of Jesus down the throat. Drink the blood of Jesus. Drink the blood of Jesus that saved me and Ann on Calvary. Drink it right now. There's no redemption for you, demon. Feel the power of the blood of Jesus. How do you like, demon, the fact that we've got authority over you in Jesus' name? Mere specks of dust and dirt. How does it feel, demon? To be humiliated. How does it feel? Father God, I thank you for my sister. I give you the praise, honor, and the glory. And I ask, Lord, that you would give Ann deliverance tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask, Father God, you let the Holy Spirit fire just go in and start burning these demons, burning them out, revealing their hiding places. In Jesus' name, manifest, demon, what's your name? What's your assignment, demon, to destroy? 
You've been sent to destroy Ann. Is that what your mission is? All deliverance blockers and binders, loose her and let her go right now in Jesus' name. Come out. Mind control spirits, I'm talking to you. Occult mind binding. End time mind control. Religious mind control. Mind binders. I bind you. Now you can loose her and let her go in Jesus' name. Loose her mind and let her go. Come on, demons. you got to go. You've been beaten. You've been beaten by the blood of Jesus Christ. You must surrender and go. You got a legal right to be there? <laughs> That's right. You don't have a legal right to be there. Come out. Come out. Go to hell in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Come out. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her. Hey, demon, Lord Jesus Christ, what's he telling you to do? He's telling you got to go, doesn't he? You foul, you foul, wicked spirit. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in Jesus' name. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. What if we bind earth to be bound in heaven? Loose to earth being loosed in heaven. I command you, loose her. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose her. Let her go. Loose her. Fine. Angels of God. Go in there with the sword of the Lord. Start stabbing the demons. No mercy. Stab Sword them. Sword them. Sword them. Send more. Send more angels. Send in angels from Michael's quarter. Sword them. Sword them. Sword them. Sword them in Jesus' name. Civil war. I command all demons to attack the strong man. Attack him. Throw him out in Jesus' name. How do you like that, demon? How do you like it? We're spooking you tonight. You keep coming out. Go to where the Lord Jesus Christ sends you. Go to where the Lord Jesus Christ sends you tonight. You foul, wicked, unclean spirit. That's what you are. You're unclean, aren't you, demon? You know what? You're a child of a fool with no name, demon. You chose a loser like Lucifer. He lost it all. He's ugly now. Just like you are, demons. You're disembodied. You have no more, you have no more beauty. You're ugly, ugly creatures. How does it feel ugly? You're a real losers, demon. You gave up a beautiful body, access to the third heaven? For what? For what? You were duped by Satan. He was the he was alive at the beginning. The father of lies. Now you're going to have to go to hell and spend eternity means forever, demons, in the flames. Some of your brothers are there already. We sent them there tonight. They're waiting eternal. You're going to come out too, demon. Man, if you can go. Come out, come out, come out, come out. Come out, come out, come out, come out. Come out, come out, come out, come out in the name of Jesus. How does it feel to be defeated by the blood of Jesus? Demon, drink the blood of Jesus. Drink more. i got plenty. There's an unlimited supply. Drink the blood of Jesus right now. Drink it and come out. I just take the strong man and I put him in a small little tiny cage. A small tiny cage, and I fill it up to the top with the blood of Jesus. I ask God that you would change the water that these marine mind control spirits are swimming in into the blood of Jesus. Loose the sperm well, the Lord, Father God. We'll devour these marine spirits, mind control octopus and squid. Angels of God go in there and just start cutting. Cut their tentacles. Cut their legs off. Take their beaks out. Take their eyes out. Just cut them up, angels of God. 
I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, foul spirit, and loose her mind and let her go. Spirits that came in pharmakia. Pharmakia spirits, come out in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Spirits that came in come out. Spirit of Calvin, come out. You, you spirit of fear which says that she'll never be free. Come out of her in Jesus' name. I break and cut all ungodly soul ties between Ann and anybody she's ever slept with or anybody she's ever had a, a soul tie formed with that was not of you, God. I just break and cut it in the name of Jesus, and I stand in the gap for my sister right now. I remit the sins of the fathers going back ten generations. For the curse of the bastard, we break and cut the curse of the bastard off of her. I remit the sins of the fathers for the sins of witchcraft, fornication, adultery, drugs, anything that may have come down the family line going back ten generations. Also witchcraft going back ten generations. In Jesus' name, both sides. Demons, you got to go. Come out of her right now. Let's go. Come out. Come out. Come on. Manifest. I want to talk to the strong man, angels of God. Take a meat hook. Go in there and just hook one of these things like a, a piece of like a worm on a fish hook. Pull that old nasty ser- serpent up. Loose an angel of the Lord to go in and just start chopping up their nest. Break every demonic chain on her, angels of God, that you've come across. Just go through and look for the demonic chains and bands. Just start cutting them, cutting them in Jesus' name. Loose her mind and let her go, demons. Go in and find the serpentine spirits wrapped around her mind right now and just cut the head and tail off right now, angels of God. Boa python. I'm talking to you. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Loose her mind and let her go. I lose power and love and a sound mind to her in Jesus' name. Kundalini. You thought I forgot about you. You came in when the lady laid hands on it. Reiki, didn't you? Manifest, Kundalini. Angels of God, go take Kundalini and cut it and tell off. Come out of her spine right now. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. What's your name? What's your name? I command you to speak in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. What is your name? Come forth. Come forth. What's your assignment, demon? You have been sent with what mission to destroy you? You've been sent to kill her and keep her on drugs, haven't you, demon? I want you. I want to speak to Ann. Ann, how are you feeling uh, right now? Oh wow, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fire. The pit of my stomach coming up. Well, we're uh, we're going to go after him. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a head covering you can put on? What I'm by uh, that is um, a scarf, yeah. a towel, a hat, whatever you can put on your head. Yeah, I've been wearing it ever since we started praying. Okay, praise God. And the reason we do that, folks, is Word of God says uh, when a lady prays or prophesies, that's power on her head, and that keeps us protection against the the fallen angels and spirits that came in in Genesis 6. It's just for your protection, and, um, of course, you'll get deliverance faster that way. I've been puking, too, and the puke, the smell is really vile. It's really bad. Well, praise God. That's demons coming out. Praise God. You don't want it in you, do you? <laughs> better come, better to come out. And I've been yawning a whole lot, too. Been yawning. Oh, yeah. See their breath. They'll come out that way, too. 
they'll come out any way they want. And uh, every demon out is one less in. And right now, I just loose the Holy Spirit, fire God into you to start burning the demons out and fill the voids as the demons are leaving. Fill them up, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Now, you foul, wicked spirits, we're talking to you. Once again, I'm not talking to my sister. I'm talking to you, demon. You hear me? Manifest. 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 Angels of God, bring it up. Bring it up. She's in right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't she, demon? Look at her spirit right now. Do you see the seal? You foul, wicked spirit. Look at it. You're a trespasser. you got to go, don't you? Manifest. That's right. you got to go. About time, demon. I begin to think that maybe they didn't give you a tongue, that maybe you were a mute spirit, demon. So what's your, what's your assignment? How did you get in? Did you come in through the grandmother? Came down that family line, didn't you? Angels of God, go into the stomach area where there was a lot of churning going around. Just start chopping the demons up. Sort them. Chase them out, angels of God. Father God, I ask for <laughs> angels to come down with the sword of the Lord dipped in the blood of Jesus. Just to pierce these demons through. Angels of God, sort them. No mercy. Bring them out. Chase them out. God, make their way slippery and dark in Jesus' name. Unloose the terror of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, Jehovah God, Yahweh into you demons right now. I ask God that you would fragment the mind and souls of these demons in Jesus' name. I break any ungodly seal that's been put on her with the blood of Jesus. I'm asking God right now for for deliverance tonight for this sister. Point your finger, Lord Jesus, at what you want to come out. We thank you for what you're doing right now, Father God. I just break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, lotions, potions, psychic prayers, jinxes, effigies that were made, any kind of curse or witchcraft has been worked against her. I break and cut off her, and I send back to the demonic center a millionfold in Jesus' name. How do you like that? How do you like that? How do you like that? Angels have got to go in there and, and break down the walls of the enemy. Break down his cities in Jesus' name. Angels of God, go in there and strip the demons of all their weapons, power, shields. And if they've got hair, give them a haircut. Make them bald in Jesus' name. Take the pride away. Angels of God, if there's any demons that are there with wings, cut the wings off right now. Just like we took the ones off Citri. How do you like that, demons? Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her right now. Let's go. Loose and let her go right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ standing right next to you, demon. What's the Lord telling you to do? I command you to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. What's he telling you to do? Where's he telling you to go, demon? Manifest. Manifest. Be weakened in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus. I smite you with the blood of Jesus, and I pour the oil of the Holy Spirit in your face, demons. <coughs> you don't like that, do you? The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. 
unloose power and love and a sound mind into my sister. Unloose the 21 spirits of Jehovah God into her. I ask God that you would send warrior angels to surround her property right now. Angels of God, go through there and start arresting any foul spirits found on the premises in Jesus' name. Chain them hand and foot. I put a wall around Zechariah 2 and 5. Any foul spirits that came in through fornication, adultery, come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Any ungodly soul ties with men, we break and cut. Come out of her, any foul spirits that came in. Let's go. Let's go. Any kind of charismatic witchcraft, come out in Jesus' name. I disconnect witchcraft from mind control right now, and I cut you all off in Jesus' name. Looser and let her go. Mind control, come out. Mind control, come out. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Come out of her. How you feeling right now, sister? Oh, man, I'm feeling really uh, lightheaded. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, my uh, my head and my face is on fire. Though. I think, you know, I've been having a lot of cloudiness. When I read the Word of God, I have a hard time understanding it. So, but um, uh, the last time we prayed, uh, I understood it so much better. Oh, my what God, when I read the Word, it was so clear to me what God was saying. Where for you years know, I have been... Amen. The way we renew our minds, folks, is through the reading of God's Word or the hearing of it. So, you know, if you you got it on iTunes, King James Bible, you can listen to it at night, too, and it'll just go in and saturate your mind and be written on the tables of your heart. That's how you renew your mind, and we do that day by day. So we've got to get in the Word of God, and uh, we got to learn to appropriate it because it's an offensive weapon. You know, right now, you foul spirits, no weapon formed against my sister Anne shall prosper. <laughs> Of her in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Lord Jesus, rebuke you. I smite the blood of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against her shall prosper. In Jesus' name. And, um, and is there anybody in your life that's ever hurt you, that done you any harm, that maybe you have some bitterness and unforgiveness against? The only one is my husband that I live with. He is uh, filled with demons, and I've been married to him. He was the one that I fornicated with on my ex-husband. I was forgiven for that because I asked God to forgive me, and I forgave him because he was an angel of light disguised, and he was really the devil, and he took me away from my family and my church, and I fell for it, and now I'm paying for it for 13 years. So I I resent him and hated him, but I, I pray that God... You know, I forgive him. But, you know, I live with him every day, so it keeps coming back. He's very well, you cool know, to me. You're going to have a, you're going to have a soul tie there, so um, I, I just agree right me. now, Father God, with Anne, that her husband would would be saved. We lose the spirit of adoption into him. We bind the foul, wicked spirits in him. Starting with a strong man, we bind and cage him in Jesus' name. And I ask God that... You would send the Holy Spirit to convict him of his sin and bring him to you, Lord Jesus, that he could be a mighty man of God. And we just pour the blood of Jesus over him right now. Uh, he's, he's a homosexual. Am I supposed to stay with him? He's wow. actually right. He left my home to go up to North Carolina. He has a house up there, and he goes up there like four or five times a year to spend it with his supposed friend. So when I'm... Um, well, I- you know... It's what Jesus, like Jesus said, um, you know, um, except for fornication, 
we don't have a right to divorce, we could separate. In that case, uh, that's pornea, that's fornication, that's homosexuality. If if y'all were married and uh, he had sex with another person, especially a man, that's grounds for a divorce right there. Now, uh, that makes it even worse when it's a man because, you know, that's, that's homosexuality. And that's really wicked. You know, uh, if uh, if you're married to someone and they had an adulterous affair, they come back and they repented and you are willing to, uh, you know, forgive and keep them, that is, then that's between you and them and, you know, the Lord can heal a marriage. But uh, that's pretty wicked. So, you know, you, I mean, I you have... have any- that he slept with him or nothing, but I know he talks to him all the time, and he spends more time with him than he does with me. <laughs> well, now, being a being a you know being a friend with a, being a friend is not the same as having sex with him. Uh, right. But I'm saying if if you knew ironclad that uh, your spouse had sex with another individual and they committed adultery, that's grounds for divorce right there. So you would be well within your your right under the eyes of God to. To sever that relationship if they committed, you know, had sexual relations, but uh, clearly what you're you're telling me, uh, you've got a there's a gateway there that's it's going to be used uh, to attack you. So you got to be on guard, and you just got to plead the blood and and remember to keep binding the foul spirits in him, and loose the spirit of adoption in him that the Lord would send the Holy Spirit to convict him and he would come to Christ. Um, you know, we're, we're all battling. I'm, just about everybody I know has issues in their family and. We got to fight for our families, and they can be set free by Jesus Christ. But they got to want to, uh, and if they don't want to, you know, you can't force them. You can pray for them and ask God to work on them. Well, Father God, I just again I stand in the gap for my sister tonight, and I thank you for what you're doing. And uh, again, you foul, wicked spirits have been tormenting my sister. You're going to come out right now in Jesus' name, or we're going to bind you up and marinate you. We might leave you in there for six months. Marinate you. How would you like that? Come out of her in Jesus' name. Let's go. Loose and let her go right now. All demons that were attacking her in the stomach, come out of her in Jesus' name. Every foul spirit that blocks her from trying to read the word of God, that might try to make her drowsy or bind her mind, come out of her in Jesus' name. Comatose and hypnosis spirit, come out in Jesus' name. Spirit of Leviathan, come out of her in Jesus' name. There you go, you foul, wicked spirit. Angels of God, go in there and cut the seven heads off of a Leviathan right now. Loose the angel of the Lord, take the sword of the Lord and, and scrape its scales off. Put a meat hook in there. Put a meat hook in the Leviathan and pull it out. Angels of God, come out of her. Leviathan, come out. Come out. Come out. Manifest in Jesus' name. The father of the children of pride, come out in Jesus' name. Pride. Big pride, little pride, come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, demon, I pour the blood of Jesus down your throat. How do you like that? How do you like that, demon? We don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> no. And so how did you get in, demon? <laughs> What's your name? Is your name Leviathan? <laughs> I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Look at the keys of the kingdom that I carry. Do you see them? I bind you with them in Jesus' name. Angels of God, take a threefold cord and start binding these that call themselves we and put it around their neck and pull them together. Start choking them, angels of God. Choke them. Put chains around them, shackles on their ankles and their wrists. 
How do you like that, demon? You know you're my prisoner, don't you? The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Do you have a legal right to be in there? I, I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ, you foul and clean spirit. What is the Lord Jesus telling you to do? Angels of God, force this spirit to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Put a, a sword under its jaw and thrust up. Make it look. Demon, I'm going to ask you again. I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. What is the Lord Jesus Christ telling you to do? Angels of God, open its jaws. I just pour the blood of Jesus down your throat. Drink the blood of Jesus. Taste the blood. Taste the blood. I just poured over you along with the oil of the Holy Spirit, you foul spirit. How do you like that? You want more? Drink more. I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind you in Jesus' name. All the torment you've done to her, I give back to you, demon. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Demon, say I'm defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it. By the Lord Jesus Christ. By the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, demon, look at the Lord Jesus. Where is he telling you to go? Uh, I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. What is the Lord Jesus Christ telling you to do? To go back to the pit. And what is your name, demon? <laughs> Sorcery. 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 I've got a present for you. Take some more of the blood of the Jesus. I just poured down your throat. Drink the blood of the lamb right now. Drink it. Uh, just drink it. <coughs> Get more. Angels of God, open the jaws. We're going to blood board it. Drink the blood. Drink the blood. Drink the blood of Jesus. How do you like that? Hey, demon, huh? Question for you. How do you like being defeated? How do you like being defeated? I don't like it. It's too bad, isn't it? It's a crying, dying shame. You shouldn't have went with that loser called Satan. Now you're really screwed up for like eternity. Now Doesn't she's make... going to know the word of God. Now she's going to understand the word. Now she's going to know it. Amen. Um, we just lose power and love and a sound mind in her. And I ask God that you would... Loose the desire. Give her a hunger that will only be filled by reading the Word of God daily in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, sorcery, uh, I bind you in Jesus' name. Be weakened and a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Now, who's the strong man inside of my sister Anne? Uh, I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Who's the strong man? Angels of God, surround sorcerer right now. Cut it off from all of the spirits. Then we're talking. You demon, right now, yeah. I'm going to tell you. One more time, who is in charge inside of Ann? What's the name of the demon? Mind control? Death. 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 Will that answer stand in the judgment? I'm going to kill her. I forbid it. I forbid it. 
Hey, Deb. I'm going to kill her. She's mine. We forbid it. We forbid it. Drink the blood of Jesus, Deb. I pour it down your throat. Drink the blood of Jesus. Assignment canceled. Fine. <laughs> you name. Angels of God, throw it in a little cage filled with the blood of Jesus right now. Start sorting it. Sorcery. The Lord Jesus told you to come out and go to the pit. Now come out. Obey the Lord Jesus Christ and go. Come out. Come out. Come out. All sorcery, come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Go to the pit. Angels of God, execute this instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take the pit, outer darkness. You'll be surrounded by flames and fire. Fiery burning until judgment day. Come out, sorcery. Let's go. Sorcery, come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. Now, I want to speak to death. Death, come up. Angels of God, bind death and destruction together, hand and foot, and murder. I bind all three of you together. Tighten the noose around their neck, angels of God. I just pour the blood of Jesus down your your throat, death. I bind you in Jesus' name. How do you like being bound up? Uh... The keys of the kingdom are very powerful. What do you think about these keys? Do you like them? No. Can you hear them jingle? I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't You're like you a pain <laughs> You love Omega Man Radio, don't you? You're a pain in the ass. you got to stop this crap. Hey, Demon, did you like you that we stop can't... It. you stop it now. You're We're destroying leading. our work. We're leading people to Jesus Christ, demon. We're even going to get in the warfare prayers prayed around the whole world by Win Worley. What do you think about that? WRW. He's dead. He's dead. you got to stop it, too, or we're going to kill you, too. Demon, take your best shot. Nothing can touch me unless God allows me. And by the way, touch not my anointed. I take that curse and I throw it back on you, death, in Jesus' name. Say I'm coming out and I'm defeated by the blood of Jesus. Say I'm defeated by the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to say it. You got a legal right to be in there? Uh, she's been closing all the doors. Uh. Demon, drink the blood of Jesus. I pour the blood down your throat. The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus. Drink it. I repent for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you foul, wicked spirit, and look at the Lord Jesus Christ who created you and bow your knee before the Creator. The Word says, Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to hear it tonight. Say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Angels of God, force it on its knees. My Jesus Christ is Lord. Say, Jesus Christ is Lord. My Jesus Christ is Lord. Say, Jesus Christ is Lord. My Jesus Christ is Lord. Now look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? (laughs) Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? You laugh a lot for a demon that's fixing to go to Tartarus. You're going to go to the Dungeon of the Dragon tonight. You're going to have to answer to Satan on how a speck of dust could defeat you. But you know what? It's real easy. It's called the blood of Jesus. And I pour more of it down your throat. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Let's go. Go to Tartarus. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. 
Angels of God, no mercy. Sort it. Sort it. Choke it out. Father God, I ask that you would point your finger at this foul, wicked spirit, and I ask that you would fragment its mind and soul right now in Jesus' name. And I just take every bit of torment that's ever been put on Anne over the course of her life, and I give it to you, demon, that was speaking. It's yours now. And Come I'm going to give it to you. I'm Come out of her. Come out of her in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her. Say, I'm defeated by the blood of the Lamb. I'm defeated. I'm defeated by the blood of the Lamb. Say it. I'm defeated. I'm defeated by the blood. By the blood of the Lamb. Say it. By the blood, by the blood, by the blood. You're not doing enough. Drink the blood of Jesus. And angels of God, open its mouth. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ down your throat, you wicked spirit. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Angels of God, start sorting this spirit. Father God, I'm asking for warrior angels from Michael's quarters to be loosed in Jesus' name. You said, what have we loosed on earth, been loosed in heaven? I loose angels of God from Michael's army to come down right now and assist, the large ones. Uh, hey, demon, I want you to look around. What do you see? Uh, you see the host of angels, don't you? Yes, I do. I see them. You know what? They're, they've come for you. Angels of God, attack formation. <laughs> sort them. Sort them. Sort them. Choke them out. Choke them out. I command every demon inside of the spirit now. Command, command every demon to attack you now in Jesus' name. Say I'm defeated by the blood of the Lamb. I'm defeated by the blood of the Lamb. And I'm coming out now. Say I'm coming out now. I'm coming out now. And look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? Then yeah, go to the, the pit. pit. What are you waiting for? Come out in Jesus' name. You obey the Lord Jesus Christ and go. Your judgment has been pronounced. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Angels of God, execute the Lord Jesus Christ order. Take it to the pit. You're going to remain chained and in the flames until judgment day. Come out. Come out. Come out. Angels of God, attack. Take it out in Jesus' name right now. I praise your name, Lord Jesus. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak to Ann. Ann, how are you feeling right now? I feel, I feel really good. Just, just give the Lord Jesus the praise, sister. Praise Jesus. Praise, praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Father you, Jesus. God, we thank you for... The deliverance tonight, Lord. Oh, God. I lift up my sister. And Father God, I just ask that you send the Holy Spirit to fill her up right now at overflowing. Fill her up, Holy Spirit. Fill her to overflowing. Just say, Holy Spirit, come in and fill me. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come and fill me now. Give me I'll the gift of tongues. Okay. Say, Holy Spirit, give me the gift of tongues. Holy Spirit, give me the gift of tongues. And fill every void in Jesus' name. Fill every void in Jesus' name. 
I just start praising the Lord, sister. Father God, I'm asking that you would just fill her up right now with your Holy Spirit from head to toe. Holy Spirit, go on and just burn out any remaining foul spirits that are tormenting her in Jesus' name. Just just praise the Lord, sister. Oh, I am. I am. Praise his name. Oh, God. Thank you, praise Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, we Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus to her, Father God. I ask that you loose ministering spirits to her right now. I ask that you give a hunger for your word. Make her a mighty warrior for you, Christ, to spread your name. In Jesus' name. And Father God, I'm asking you to bless her financially. And every foul spirit that's still remaining, I'm talking to you. I bind you in Jesus' name, and I put you in individual cages. I fill them up with the blood of Jesus. Father God, loose angels, two per cage, one to stab the demons night and day to torment them, and one to read the word of God to marinate them until they want to come out. And when you come out, demons, you're going to where Jesus sends you. Until then, you're going to remain bound and gagged, and you're not going to hurt her. God, I ask for a wall of fire around her home, Zechariah 2 and 5. And I ask for a supernatural touch that you would open new doors for her. And, Father God, I ask for that you would remember her husband. And at whatever cost, God, you would bring him to you. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Jesus. Sister, here's what I want you to do is email me, and then I'm going to give your name over to our prayer group, and we're going to call you back and keep praying with you, okay, this week. Oh, thank Just email you so me much. at uh, radio at yahoo.com. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you so the, much, Janet. God bless. Sister, uh, the thanks goes to Jesus. He did the work. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, sister. Thank you. Uh, the, the peace, the peace is just so incredible. <laughs> Praise Amen. Jesus. Peace uh, passes all understanding. <laughs> just stay, uh, stay in your word daily and keep, you know, God took another layer out tonight, so he's going to keep giving you victory. Thank you so much. Praise God bless you, sister. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. We'll go to the next caller, area code 419. 419, how are you tonight? Uh, okay, how are you? Very good. Thank you for holding tonight. How can I help you? Uh, well, I have a lot of problems. I've been working with somebody uh, for deliverance, but we seem to be uh, blocked and, and can't get anywhere with things. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm writing your number down just in case we get cut off, so I'll have it. What's your first name? Okay. Barb. Barb, okay. Can you hear me okay on this connection? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um so, Barb, tell me a little bit about what's going on. First of all, you know Jesus as your Savior? Yes. Perfect. Well, you you, you, met, you got the uh, prerequisite then to get some deliverance. It's a children's bread, so praise God for that decision. Now, um, so I know how to pray. Tell me what's been going on with you. What do you think might be the doorway for the enemy to attack you? Oh, well, there's lots of doorways. Um, I'm really sick. Uh, it's most of the problem, but do you want the doorways or the sickness first? <laughs> I'm going to take some notes here. Um, you're, you're battling some illnesses right now. What kind of um, sickness yeah. are you? do you got? I have, um, well, I have a bunch of them. Um, mercury poisoning, nickel poisoning, cadmium poisoning, aluminum poisoning, um, MS. Um, I uh, can barely walk. My, have a, I have a lot of pain. I have fibromyalgia. Some kind of a, uh, it's like an allergic arth- arthritis um, that yes. makes me hurt a lot. 
Yeah. We played with a lady today, in fact, and cast out a spirit called fibromyalgia. Um, yeah, I got that still. Amen. You know, the spirit came in and had to go in Jesus' name. Okay, so you've got some heavy metal issues, MS, fibromyalgia. Yeah. What else? Um, the fibromyalgia isn't that big of a deal. I mean, with everything, um, I try not to take any of it too seriously. Uh, I have diabetes, um, depression, high cholesterol. Um, I have um, narcolepsy. Um, Narcolepsy meaning um, at various times you just might fall asleep. Yeah, the... I don't. I don't sit down much because I tend to fall asleep. That's a spirit. We're gonna we're gonna go after that tonight. And okay. uh, let me ask you a question: uh, Any of this in any of the family? You got like any parents or grandparents? You kind of came down the family line. They all had the same issues. No, no. Okay. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Just answer honestly. Um, okay. Any time in your life did you ever uh, in, get involved in any kind of witchcraft or cult? Um, I thought about being a white witch, but I didn't act on it. But I'm pretty sure I have a witch that cursed me. Okay. Did you have some friends at one time? They tried to recruit you, maybe? No. Okay. What made you think about going into um, become a white witch and get into Wickham? Um, well, I guess I was just looking for something. You know, I mean, I went to church when I was a kid, and I kind of got out of it. They have it when I was in college, and and um, I was out of the church for a long time. What kind of church and, did you grow up in? Um, well, uh, different ones. There was was one called Evangelical United Brethren, and Methodist, and now I'm Southern Baptist. Um, but and okay, I have well, problem. when you um. When you were in college there, did you get with any roommates or at any time in your life you'll ever play around with a Ouija board, do any seances? Yeah. yeah, I did. No, no seances, but I did play around with the Ouija board just a little bit, not much, though. Okay. Because I thought it was stupid. Well, you know, just one time is enough, folks, to uh, put a three- to four-generation curse on you. So that's good. Yeah. I, I know that we're going to go after that. Okay, what okay. about um, you ever have any books on the occult in your possession and you study them, like the Necromonicron or... You know, no. any of Anton LaVey's books, things like that? No, I have a lot of... A lot, whose books? Anton LaVey? No. Of, um, okay. No. no, I have a lot of books, but I don't think I have anything like that. Okay, you still got any books on the occult in your collection? Mm, don't believe so, no. Okay. Uh, what no. you're going to want to do is go through your house and look for anything that could be um, a talisman. You know, it could be a, a demonic gateway into your house. It could be occult books... It could be uh, certain occultic statues, you know, things that came out of the Roman Catholic Church, you know, the saints, rosary beads. Yeah, I, be. I have a scarab, and I can't find it to throw it away. Yeah, scarab, Egyptian scarab, right? Yeah, it's, it's just something I got at the art museum. Yeah, you um, want to get I, that? I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah, you want to try to find that and get rid of it. Uh, it could be things like owls, frogs. You know, no, any of the Buddhas, dream catchers? No. Okay. Um, no. There's kind of a laundry list of them, but uh, okay, now let me go to the next question. Ever have any issues with drugs or alcohol? Um, the only drug that I like, was in college in the 70s, 
And um, the only drugs I did was something that that was my husband. Before we got married, he talked me into. But I've never been into drugs, and I'm not a drinker. So you uh, uh, no real issues here? You said no. a little bit of experimentation back when you were younger? Maybe marijuana? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, I I never liked that. My kids try to get me to smoke it now, and I said no. Okay. Okay, no. so we'll go after that. Now, let me ask you the third question. Um, um, let's see, are you married or are you single right now? Married. Okay, out, before you're married, uh, any uh, sex outside of marriage or any adult or anything like that? Um, no, there was some before marriage, but I've never done anything since then. Okay, we're going to want to cut that sexual tie. What happens is, if you ever have sex with someone outside of marriage, uh, you film, form an ungodly soul tie, and any demons they've got, you've got, and vice versa. And okay. unless you break it, if they go out and continue to sleep around, any demons that they pick up, go into them, and then they come up to you. And uh, it's a really bad situation to be in. So the best thing to do is just repent and cut it, and then they can torment you. Go ahead. My my husband's had several affairs. Okay. Uh, the one the one was with a witch, and uh, I believe that she's put a curse on me. Okay. Well, we're gonna we'll take care of that tonight. We'll break it now. Okay, you brought up a pretty good point. Um, and by the way, if we get cut off, I've got your phone number. I'll call you back. But listen, okay. what I want to do is I want to ask you to think very carefully right now. Okay. And think about anybody in your lifetime that may have ever hurt you. Disappoint. Yeah, there has been some people that have hurt me, yeah. What you've got to do is you've got to forgive them. It doesn't... I, well, I've been working on that. I've, t- I've tried to forgive everybody already. It starts with just a confession. You just ask the Lord to forgive them. I mean, yeah. you, you you tell the Lord, saying, Lord, I, I forgive these people, and I ask you to bless them, is what I mean. And, okay. you know, listen, if someone's done something wrong, by you forgiving them, that doesn't mean they get off scot-free. You know, vengeance yeah. is mindset, the Lord, I shall repay. But you've got to forgive them, because if you don't, Jesus says, my Father in heaven will not forgive you. So... You don't want to carry that emotional baggage around. You want to release them, let it go. You pardon them and um, put it in God's hands, and you you ask God to bless them. So let's just do a little bit of renunciation prayer right now. Okay. We're going to break these legal grounds for the demons to attack you, and then i got one more question before we do that. Um, okay. Think about your family for a moment, uh, parents, grandparents, anything in the family history, any parents or grandparents in a cult, Masons, New Age, had any real serious issues, drugs, alcohol, fornication, anything in your family life? My uh, mother said one time to my grandmother, if there was anyone could be a witch, it was her, but I don't know what that was about. She, I asked her later, and she didn't recall. Uh, my father hung himself on a tree when I was seven. Goodness. Uh, okay, so you got suicide there with the father? Yeah, and um, there's other suicide in, the, in his side. Um, my uncle shot himself in the head, and there was another uncle that shot himself, too. Okay, that's, uh, so a, that's a demon, and what it's doing is jumping down the family line. Yeah. Uh, it, would like, it would like to continue doing its work, and so we're going to have to yeah. stop. Okay, well, I know how to pray now, so let's just break some of the legal ground. Just say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent. I repent. <clears throat> For ever being involved in witchcraft and the occult. Forever being involved in witchcraft and the occult. 
Any things that I've done, known or unknown, I repent of right now in Jesus' name. Any things I've ever done, known and unknown, I repent of now in Jesus' name. I repent of the time that I played around with a Ouija board. I repent of the time I played around with a Ouija board. And right now, I repent of any sins of my forefathers in the area of witchcraft that they may have been involved in. Right now, I repent of any areas of witchcraft that my forefathers may have been involved in. And I break and cut all witchcraft curses off the family lines going back ten generations on both sides. And I break and cut all witchcraft. Um, I'm having a hard time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that you're right. Long. You're doing great. Uh-huh. All, all connections uh, to witchcraft in the family going back ten generations. Uh, all witchcraft going back in the family ten generations. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I break well, that. Lord Jesus, I repent of uh, any drugs or alcohol I may have used in my lifetime. Lord Jesus, I repent of any drugs or alcohol I might have used in my lifetime. Marijuana, whatever else comes to mind. Marijuana, whatever else comes to mind. I also um, repent of uh, fornication in my life. I also repent of fornication in my life. And I break and cut all ungodly soul ties. And I break and cut all ungodly soul ties. Between men, me and any man that I may have ever slept with. Between me and any man that I've ever slept with. I also oh, break... Go ahead. Um, so one time, my husband, before we were married, talked me into doing acid. Okay. And I had a, I had a bad trip. Um, that's the only time I ever did it. I said never. And I, I didn't want to do it. He, I just let him talk me into it. But um, he turned into the devil, and he turned red, and he grew a snout and horns, and um, the hair on his face and his head would just curl in front of my eyes, and I had sex with him like that. Okay, well, let's cover it. Just saying, Lord Jesus, I repent of using um, LSD. Lord Jesus, I repent of using LSD. Any other kind of magic mushrooms? And any other kind of magic mushrooms? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I also uh, cut any other ungodly soul ties that I may have formed with anybody. I also cut any ungodly soul ties that I may have formed with anybody. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, um, that's basically that. And let's, uh, I want you to think a moment. If there's anybody that you're still harboring any unforgiveness against, just saying, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I forgive. I forgive. Anybody that has ever hurt or disappointed me. Anybody that's ever hurt or disappointed me. And I ask that you would bless them. And I ask that you would bless them. And save their souls. And save their souls. I release them right now, Lord Jesus. I release them right now, Lord Jesus. And I ask you in your name, Jesus. And I ask you in your name, Jesus. Okay, sister, what we did is we just broke some of the legal rights for the demons to have come in. And uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to pray, and you don't have to say anything. All you got to do is just agree in your mind. Just just agree with me in your mind, and okay. let the Spirit come out. Whatever God's going to do um, is up to Him, and the spirits can come out any way they want. They can come out as you know, yawns, burps, screams. If you feel like vomiting, that's probably a demon trying to come out to get a close to but right now, I just bind the strong man in you and me. I forbid any transference of spirits, and I bind every other foul spirit inside of you. And I forbid you foul spirits to hurt my sister, 
when you come out, you're going to come out and go to where Jesus sends you, and you're not going to retch her. Father God, I just cover her in the blood of Jesus, and I ask that you would loose warrior angels with flaming swords to stand guard around my sister right now and attack formation. Now, sister, um, we may get cut off in five minutes, and if we do, don't worry, I'll just call you right back. If it boots us off, okay. just hang on. But, Father God, right now I just ask for healing touch of my sister. I stand in the gap for her. I break and cut all ungodly soul ties between her and anybody else that she may have ever had. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells, hoodoo, voodoo, and witchcraft off of her that has been sent against her. Anything that's ever been spoken against her, I break and cut off of her. All in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I send back to where it came from, to the original demonic sender, sevenfold in Jesus' name. I ask God that you can loose blindness and confusion into the camp of the enemy right now and spin the minds of these demons around in Jesus' name. I cut off all communication lines between you demons right now. I cut off any reinforcements, any resupply in the name of Jesus Christ. You find wicked spirits start coming out. I want to talk to suicide manifest right now. That spirit of suicide that came down the family line, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Come up and out. Manifest and go. Let's go. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. You foul wicked spirit that took her father out. That took the uncle out. I'm talking to you. I bind you in Jesus' name. Now come out of her right now. Let's go. Let's go. Cancel your assignment. You're not going to have my sister. Come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Let's go. Unloose an angel of the Lord to go in your lowest point with a sword and just start stabbing the demons. Angels got to start sorting the spirits. Sort them. Hook them. Pull. Command every demon inside to start attacking the strong man. Attack. That's your new assignment. Attack the strong man. Attack. Attack. Destroy. You foul wicked spirits, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. I'm seated with Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenly. High above Satan. It means I've got authority over you tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to submit and come out of her. Now manifest. Let's go. All spirits that came in of witchcraft, Ouija board, manifest and go. Come out. Let's go. All occult spirits, come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Lord Jesus, rebuke you. Bitterness and unforgiveness, come out of her. Anger, come out of her in Jesus' name. You spirits of infirmity, I'm talking to you. There you go. Come out of her right now. Manifest. Let's go. Fibromyalgia. MS. Heavy metal poisoning. I'm talking to you. Manifest and go. Come out. What's your assignment? Your assignment was to destroy her, wasn't it? Lord Jesus, rebuke you. The blood of Jesus. I pour the blood of Jesus down every foul spirit's throat in the name of Jesus. Drink the blood of Jesus. How do you like the taste of that? That's right. You're going to come out tonight. you got to go. Loose her human spirit and let her go. I break the yoke off of her neck in Jesus' name. Father God, I stand in the gap for my sister, and I'm asking you to point your finger at what you want to come out in Jesus' name. Now, you foul spirits, I'll throw you in individual cages right now, and i fill it up with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Ann, are you still there? I'm not in Barb. Excuse me, Barb. I, want to, I apologize. Barb, I want to talk, uh, talk to you. Um, okay. Hang up, because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up and call you right back. It's about to kick us off the network. Okay. Don't go to I'll call you right back. And anybody else out there that uh, did not get to call in tonight, email me at omegamanradio at yahoo.com. Send me your name and phone number, and we'll try to reach you tomorrow.
Uh, God bless everyone out there. Okay, uh, Barb, stand by. I'm going to call you right back. Okay.